Hello, it is Overreaction Monday, January 11th, 2021. A good show today. Great show today. I feel good about today's show. Oh, yeah. Humming. Big time. Hey, seven games left in the NFL season. We are going to savor all of it. Today is a high-energy day. Uh, high-energy day. Mm-hmm. It's also a high-energy Jay, which is my brother. Exactly. Who's right there in the back. He has been bouncing and bumping today. He has, good for him. Uh, if you like this show by the end of it, please be a friend, tell a friend. We're trying to grow this thing as much as possible. If you don't like the show, just act like it never, ever happened. Yeah, piss off. All right, well, see you later. Thank you so much. Hope you enjoy the show. See you on the other side. Super Wild Card Weekend was packed. Three games Saturday, three games Sunday. This Sunday night football game was the topic of conversation this morning, not only because it was the most recent, but because a longtime underdog, a team that hasn't won a playoff game in 24 years. A team that has had a team pick up and leave the fucking city. A team that had no head coach. Numerous players out, couldn't practice. A team that seemed to have the odds stacked against them like we haven't seen in playoff history. A team that was allowed into the playoffs because of the team that they were playing against, which also happens to be one of their biggest rivals in the history of NFL rivalries. A team that whenever you're born in the city that it resides, you're taught to hate the city that has three rivers. You're taught to hate the team that you were playing against. All eyes were on you on Sunday night football. A guy named Alex Van Pelt would be calling the plays. And although Aaron Rodgers said a week ago that he was going to do absolutely fantastic because he came up through the West Coast system and knew what the hell he was talking about, nobody had a clue who the fuck this guy was. In that team was up 28 nothing at one point in the first quarter. That team would go on to win by double digits and move on in the playoffs and have an entire city rejoice for the years and years of dedication, even though they have been celebrating a suck fest in that particular organization. Congrats to Andrew Barry, the new GM. Congrats to Baker Mayfield. Congrats to Mr. Van Pelt, who probably earned himself an interviewer 10. And also congrats to Stefanski for being able to turn around and organization in zoom meetings and a culture shift with jarvis landry and the boys over there losing odell beckham jr now they have to travel to kansas city to take on the chiefs and that'll be a conversation for another day in a celebration sesh for the cleveland faithful but right now the conversation has to slide to the other side of the ball in that game the pittsburgh steelers what the fuck happened everybody's gonna ask first snap pouncey snaps it over roethlisberger's head there's a little bit of a scrum and a miss on a oblong ball that does not have predictable bounces all of a sudden they're up seven nothing then 14 nothing then 21 what? then a turnover then 28 and oh my god this game is over should they have rested their players were they frauds all along was it the browns is the browns that motivate them to talk with us ladies and gentlemen pittsburgh radio legend mark madden yeah! mark how you doing? Well, Pat, the hour of reckoning is upon us, and I would first like to congratulate Cleveland. The impact of that victory was such that LeBron probably won't leave a third time no. that situation <laughs> ever arises. And now you get to go to Kansas City, and the Chiefs are going to score like Golden State when nobody was hurt. Okay. So <laughs> I don't think it ends good, but it is a congratulatory, celebratory time in Cleveland. And I, I really do give them credit because the Steelers – never knew what hit them. But the Steelers 
or to quote a former player, Lee Flowers, said it about Tampa when they would always do well in the regular season but soil the bed in the playoffs, the Steelers are paper champions. Jeez. They went 11-0 and then utterly collapsed for the third straight season. And it breaks down individually, too. I'm sure we'll talk about Tomlin and Roethlisberger at length uh, during the course of this convo. But you look at T.J. Watt. T.J. Watt's a paper champion. Whoa, whoa, he played whoa. all year at a defensive player of the year level. And then he disappeared in the playoff game. That's because he's getting sack, chipped. He's didn't getting... have a quarterback kit. He was on the sideline in the fourth quarter because he was too tired. They're rallying, and T.J. Watt's too tired. Cam Hayward, invisible. Stephon Tuitt, invisible. Minka Fitzpatrick, invisible. Nobody could tackle. They gashed them on the run over and over again. Nick Chubb looked like Jim Brown. That's the side of the ball the Steelers were supposed to be dominant on. Paper champions. Okay, so, so, what are your, so who's fault? A 10th straight game. Paper champions. Mark, whose fault you think then? I mean, all those players, it, it is a coincidence that everybody had seemed to have a bad game on the same night. But what do you think the problem is? Whose fault is it, you think? How do you think you beat this? How do you move forward? Because I assume, I have a feeling, and I might be wrong, but whenever you're talking paper champions and this and that and not only Ben, you're thinking maybe a potential rebuild. Is that what you're talking about? Well, when you talk about the Steelers, Pat, and you're a Pittsburgh guy, yeah. most of your crew is as well, so you'll, you'll understand exactly you. what I'm saying. They should make major changes. But they won't. They should fire Tomlin, but they won't. They should coerce Ben into retirement, but they won't. Their idea of big change this offseason is what it always is. Fire the coordinators to placate the marks. But that's not real change. That doesn't change the culture. The culture's a problem. The culture was damaged by A.B. and Bell, and now it looks irreparably. Uh, Juju isn't wrecking it for example, the way those two did, but he's not fixing it either. Uh, he's mature, he's immature, he's narcissistic, and he's he's just exemplary of the culture they have in that locker room. They don't have leaders. They don't have guidance. If you had leaders and guidance, Pat, you wouldn't come out and be done 28 to nothing in the first quarter of a playoff game against a team that was ravaged by both injury and COVID. I mean, that game was unlosable, and they found a way to lose it. It's absolutely embarrassing, and I'm not saying Tomlin isn't a good coach. He's just not a good coach there anymore. He can't reel the room back in. Okay, he'd go someplace else. He'd have a job in a second. That's what I'm saying. A great job. That's what I'm saying. But how would you feel? How would you feel though if as soon as Tomlin gets fired? Because by the way, Mark, normally you and your opinions are ones that aren't always the uh, vast majority of Pittsburgh. It feels like with what you're saying about Tomlin is is very loud in Pittsburgh. It, it's not just you anymore because there was always people that were big time. Tomlin doesn't lose. Okay, he wins. He goes to the playoffs. feel like we're kind of spoiled potentially. Steelers fans are a little bit spoiled by the success. But now I, it feels like from what I've been watching, even those supporters in this moment of overreaction Monday are 100% on your side. You're like, it's not working for whatever well, reason. Well, not in the media, Pat. Uh, the media in Pittsburgh, as you know, are stooges and sellers. <laughs> All right. uh, they stooge for the Steelers. Whatever the Steelers do is is okay by most of them. So, uh, But, yeah, there is a fan outcry for Tom. And then again, there's a fan outcry for the coach to be replaced whenever the season doesn't end the way the fans want. 
And, and again, he'd have a job somewhere else. He'd do good. He's just he's just not the guy to restore the Steelers' culture. He said he was going to, and he did not. And I, I hate when people say, well, you'd never get a better coach. It's impossible to replace him. They replaced Chuck Knoll. Oh, they replaced Bill Carr. When it comes to hiring coaches, they're really good at that. But again, I hate to talk too much about this because it's just not going to happen. It's the same with Ben. And I've been a big supporter of Ben for any issues he's faced, both on and off the because, field. Nobody, because? Nobody more so than me. Because? Hey, 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 t- hey, hey, tell the people why, though, who don't know you. Your mom, right, and Ben were neighbors or something like that. Well, well, right. That gets kind of blown out of proportion. No, Ben was my neighbor uh, his first three seasons when – uh, my mother moved in with me because she had a fatal illness. Okay, and he was nice to her or something like yeah, that? Yeah, a, a couple times. It wasn't like, you know, he came over and had coffee with her every day, but there were a few times. <laughs> no, no, I'll give you an example. I'll give you an example. One time I, I overslept, and my mom was already downstairs, which was not good because she had trouble navigating steps at that point. But she was downstairs because a bunch of her friends were visiting her. Wait, no, I got the story wrong. I'm sorry. Her friends were bringing her home. We're taking her to lunch, her, her teacher friend. She was a retired teacher. And I was asleep, and I didn't get her out of the car and into the building. So Ben saw her, you know, get into the, 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 the building. And he, I don't know if he helped her. I wasn't there. But the bottom line is I come into my kitchen, and Ben's sitting there talking to all these old ladies <laughs> and, and just being a real nice guy. And I'll never forget that. And I've had people say to me, does that mean Ben will always get a free pass from you? And I always say, Yes. Absolutely. It's what it means. So I've defended him for issues both on the field and off the field. But his inconsistency this year, as exemplified by yesterday, is just too much to ignore. It's just too much to ignore. And don't get me wrong. If I were going to make 41 mil next year like him, I would come back. He said, though, he's wondering if the Steelers will ask him back. So I think he's kind of floating. Now, granted, every year he tempts retirement and everything like that, because I do believe his body is potentially telling him at times, like, hey, you don't want to do this anymore. Then he gets in the offseason. And he's like, you know, maybe one more run. His body starts feeling good. And that's the same thing. This time he kind of said he wonders if the Steelers are going to ask for him to come back. Well, he said, you know, before this game, after the bye week, that uh, you know the by, the 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 bye week imposed by the team, him and a bunch of other guys sat out week seventeen. He said he's never felt better. Mm. You know, I don't know if I believe him. Uh, you know, Ben and injuries, boy, they have a, they have a checkered history when it comes to him discussing them. I would love to see him come back and play like he can. It would break my heart to see him come back and play like he did yesterday. All right, well, Mark, we... accuracy is just not there consistently. Again, it's all about consistency. Mm-hmm. You could microcosm the second half when he threw for a jillion yards and say, "Oh, he can still play," but you can't knock the first half out of the equation. You can't knock the second half of the season out of the equation. Do you think his elbow's dead or what? I I don't know what it is. I think he's just thirty-eight going on thirty-nine. I think that's the problem in a nutshell. And some quarterbacks can pull that off and some can't. Uh, Maybe he can't. I can't wait to listen to you today on WXDX from 3 to 6. I cannot wait, 105.9. I don't feel like we got through enough today. I mean, like, we didn't even talk. I got notes here, see? We didn't even talk about... You know, the gutless nature of punting in those two situations. Oh, okay. <laughs> you talk about the idiocy of starting Matt Filer no. over Kevin Dotson, the rookie who's been their best lineman. You called that last week. In the lineup. Hey, you called that last week, by the way. You did call that, and it was uh, a pretty prevalent storyline there in that first half, if, yeah. you, if you followed I, along. I also called them not 
activating Dobbs and using the Dobbs package. True. And by the way, could have worked. Hey, and you know what? Hey, yeah, look at big last oh, night on that fourth and one. one. Yeah. With Dobbs getting, oh no, my full God. Fullback dives. Fullback dives. Pat, if I can read the Steelers like a one. book, I think Kevin Stefanski probably could too. And by the way, how about Mike Tomlin getting badly outcoached by a guy who wasn't even there? Wow. <laughs> he was there all week, they said. They, they said they had the voice of God, him there all week. But I, I, what I was impressed with was Van Pelt's ability to call. Now, granted, it was already yeah. out of control by the time he really had to do anything and make any decisions. I think he earned a, probably a head coaching interview or two last night. I mean, it was that was a Browns dominant performance. Maybe the best football I've ever seen the Cleveland Browns play. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and is that the Steelers' fault or is that the Browns? I mean, that's the big co- uh, topic of conversation today. The Steelers dropped the ball, actually, literally, but also figuratively, and the Browns picked it up and seized the opportunity. I give 10 out of 10 to them. I didn't think they had it in them. And here's the bad news, Pittsburgh fans. <laughs> when the Steelers play the Browns in the future, it's going to happen now over and over and over and over again. Because they're going to show the highlights? Is that what you're talking about? No, it's going to repeat itself. The Steelers are going to be the third best team in the division next year. And if Joe Burrow gets real healthy. said that last year. I'm afraid I've got some bad news. (laughs) (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, Mark Madden. One last thing. One last thing. Yes, sir. Only... 2,200 of your followers followed me. I win better. I deserve better. At Mark Madden if you don't follow me, you are a stooge and a seller. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Mark Madden. Yeah. What a fucking animal, that guy. 40,000 people, by the way, watching. How you doing? Keep moving. Yeah. Uh, this is Sirius XM Channel 82 Mad Dog Sports <laughs> Radio Show that we broadcast on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash the Pat McAfee Show. Uh, overreaction Monday, January 11th. Had to have Mark Madden lead off the show. Knew he was going to be incredibly pleased with what happened last night almost mm-hmm. in a way but now he gets a chance to talk about it every single day for three hours in pittsburgh and just stir the pot uh a part of the pot that's going to be spur- uh, stirred here for the next couple of weeks maybe even months mm. uh, a man who did defeat covid yeah yeah okay this guy beat COVID. come on never forget. never forget never forget and uh but last night his team suffered a massive blow right to the sack losing to longtime rival and a city and a team that you have shit on relentlessly yeah. Yeah. since you've got on to a microphone and a lot of people have listened. Uh, diehard Pittsburgh Steelers fan at Tone Dicks. Well, the city still stinks. Cleveland does. Uh, congrats to the Browns on, I don't want to say the win, because they didn't really win. The Steelers mostly lost that game. Oh, and it's literally, <laughs> we just talked about this. And it started with... <laughs> Started with last week when they sat their players to get the Browns in. So you're welcome there. Mm-hmm. And then Juju gave them bulletin board material. The Browns mm-hmm. is the Browns. And then they started Filer, which which Mark Madden talked about, which was evident on the first snap of the game because Pouncey was so worried about getting over to Filer to help oh. that he snapped it over his head. <laughs> That's not getting talked about because Collinsworth was like, seems like he was reaching a little bit mm-hmm. early there. And by the way, they just ran the same play back. Yeah. yeah. They said, we're going to start this script over, okay? <laughs> so act like what just happened didn't happen. We're on the same goddamn play. It's going to be a run. James Conner to the left. They're going to know it because they know we're on a script. Let's just run it back. <laughs> oh, it's, it's funny. Which, you- by the way, sometimes you got to beat the enemy. You know? <laughs> yeah. Let's get past this right now. True. Same oh. fucking play. <laughs> oh, it's funny. Snap it to him. It's funny you say that because they did get a fullback dive that worked on third and one once. So let's just run that again. Do when it. you haven't done that all season long. Smart. So that was great. And then we gave the Browns five turnovers. Uh, we covered Landry 
with a linebacker multiple times, which was a good idea. Tomlin lived in his fears all night long. Wow. Wow. Which was fourth and one punt. Juju was dancing during a drive. During the cadence. <laughs> yeah, it's on the internet. You can yeah. find that right now. He's actually lined up in the slot, fourth quarter, in a drive, need to have it. And before anything happens, he's, he's literally dancing. And then he hears Ben in his cadence, and then he goes, Don, I don't know, 15, 13 probably. Mm-hmm. That's all. And I didn't see any Browns fans thanking the Steelers last night. No, oh, no, 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 no. Why would they? What you guys have been saying to them for all these fucking True. years? They're like, welcome back, bitch. This well, is what we we've been living. Some joy, Pat. They got to wake up and climb out of their shanties this morning and count their teeth. Yeah, all 12 all right, still there. <laughs> Listen, I, there's not enough light back there, which has been a topic of conversation off air numerous times, by the way. So for all of you that say put more light back there, I, I've said it. I, I have said it, and it just... It, for whatever reason, it hasn't happened because I do believe it is an interesting setup back there. Uh, the, one in the dark. The, the, like, anyways, go. he's got a Jameson shirt on and a glass of Jameson right in front of him. You're dedicating this no free ads, but today's uh, today's uh, sorrow is, is being battled by, I believe, an Irish whiskey. Is yeah, that... it's too much to overcome. So, you know, we're going to drown our fears and we're going to move on. Good luck to Cleveland. I hope you get the doors blown off by Casey. <laughs> you know, they say if you lose to a Super Bowl champ, though, it makes you look better because you guys lost to the champs or whatever. You're like, nah, nah. Hope team to beat us goes and loses by 50. Everybody knows they stink. That's what you just said right there. At Boston Connor, uh, first time you haven't had a team in, yeah. the wild, or in the playoffs in a long, long time. Now, granted, this was Tom Brady's first time playing in the wild card in like 11 years or yeah. something like that. Absolutely insane. Uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers get a win over Heineken mm-hmm. and, uh, and the Washington football team. Uh, it seems like the world forgot about Tom Brady. Oh, yeah. And then whenever you saw Tom Brady, there was a couple instances during that game against the Washington football team where I was like, oh, that's why Tom – oh, we forgot that's why Tom Brady's Tom Brady. Because this year – you saw him yell at a teammate one time, but most of the year you saw him just sitting on the bench all by himself whenever he was pissed off. Not normal Tom Brady, by the way. Normally Tom Brady, a little bit fiery, yep. okay? Mm-hmm. Not scared to go. This year he was more uh, like by himself, kind of just sitting there. You could tell he's upset. And I thought maybe he lost it. I thought maybe he Ooh. lost it. Like deep down. Didn't say it publicly, but deep down I said, oh, no. Has he lost that competitive edge that makes Tom Brady Tom Brady? He did not, by the way. Nope. No. Uh, he was fucking man on a mission on Saturday night. They were kneeling down to win the game, okay, to, to kind of – Hit a hockey stick here to, to, to kind of, you know, seal the game. And they had to huddle in between two of them. And uh, a guy, I believe he was a tight end or something, was just like kind of hanging out or whatever. And you see Tom actually go, get the fuck out of here. There was like a minute and five seconds left in the game. No timeouts for Washington. Game is over. And he's like, get in the fucking huddle, basically. I'm like, oh, okay. So Tom Brady very much has the same Tom Brady we – Tom Brady is the Tom Brady, okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Tom Brady is the Tom Brady, I believe. And that is going to be something. Now they get the the Saints who, in one of the most boring playoff games in history, Jeez. shout out to Nickelodeon for making that thing somewhat interesting. Hell yeah. By the way, we got uh, Lex Lumpkin joining <laughs> us. Yes! Woo! Colts fan, sideline reporter for the Nickelodeon cast yesterday, who, uh, to be honest, I knew none of the references. Okay, they didn't send it down to Mo one time. Nope. No. If they would have done that, I would have known what the fuck they were talking about. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I didn't watch Nickelodeon. I realized last night. But to be completely transparent, watched the entire game over there Whoa. because the game stunk so bad. I was hoping to see things. Now, young Sheldon's little smart ass pops oh, up and delivers oh. some gems out there. Okay, <laughs> then you got the the line, and then all these references once again that I don't get. But it didn't sound like a normal game, so I enjoyed that a lot better than the CBS broadcast. Probably had a lot of success 
success, by the way. Can't wait for the old whites. I tweeted this yesterday uh, to act like it was their idea. Yep. And I assume, yeah, it was, you guys. And then they realize, you know, that maybe we can open up these broadcasts of these games a little bit. Because them being in there, getting to call it, by the way, is much different than, like, streaming watch-along. Because being in there, you get to see things that are happening. Mm-hmm. You can kind of cook a little bit. It was awesome. Anyways, Saints beat the fuck out of the Bears. Yep. yep. But I think the Bucks. I think Tom Brady is not going to lose to Drew Brees. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think Tom Brady knows that he's potentially sending Drew Brees uh, maybe out. Whoa. Maybe out to the. Out behind the shed. Out to pasture. Maybe. No way. They're talking Drew might retire. Tom Brady looks dialed the fuck in. And I think that might be a problem for the Saints. But this is going to be an incredible matchup. Very hard to imagine Brady losing to the same team uh, three times in one season. Especially now that him and Brown. Like when A.B. and Brady are on the same page. And then you still got Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. There really isn't a better offense in the league, I don't think. So it's going to be incredible. Uh, I, mean, I know, I know. But by, Brady's by, locked hey, in. Hey, you see Fournette was running too. Like he, oh, was, yeah. he was feeling it. You know, like playoff football, I think you got a lot of people realizing like okay we win we get more checks yeah Mm -hmm. all right and we also potentially have three months after this to go do whatever so let's go ahead and just lock in and just leave it out there Fournette was moving shimmying shaking making plays and let's not let's not get crazy here they had a quarterback on that other sideline that was answering the bell oh geez taylor taylor heineke just answering the bell time back. the dude floated for a type whenever he needed one i had no idea that guy existed he was in the xfl i guess uh-huh. he played on uh jordan tom and yeah, yeah. Battlehawks. by the way tom who's like the mvp of the goddamn league the st louis battlehawks might have the best qb scouting department yeah. in xfl history <laughs> i don't know who it was but you need to get it he was unbelievable on the football field it came out of no that guy might have made Himself a lot of money. Yeah, for sure did. I don't know if he's automatically becoming the starter of the Washington football team forever and anything like that. But it is going to be a very interesting future for Taylor Heineke that none of us could have ever fucking expected. He had me rushing him in the XFL. He's out there fucking moving, (laughs) Mm -hmm. reading. Making plays. Going into the weekend, I think I wanted the Patriots to go after Deshaun Watson. But after Saturday's performance, it's impossible to say, you know, Tommy Heineken is the guy going forward. He is the number four at this NFL. I don't. I, I have no idea who the fuck he is, where he came nope. from. I, I still have no idea what school he went to. Old Dominion. There, Ooh, that's what I'm talking O-D-U. about. O-D-U. Yeah. O-D-U. O-D-U. That's, that's, Come on. That's in Virginia? Sure. Uh, I have sure. no idea. It sounds like it. I heard Dominion. I think mm-hmm. Virginia. Yeah. That feels like a Virginia. Somewhere. Sounds Somewhere right. Somewhere down there. He's yeah. a player who uh, he lost. I mean, we won't talk about him one week from now, by the way. Oh, no, no chance. That no. son of a. That's, Next year, though. It's in Virginia, by the way, Old Dominion. Nice. Shout out to me. Come Ooh. on. Nice. Yeah. Woo. <laughs> well, we won't hear about him ever again. No. Nah. He, that'll be a week from now. May, we'll be forgotten. Uh, Washington football team during combine time. Ron Rivera will be doing interviews. And they'll say, that last game we saw Taylor Heineke come, blah, blah, blah. Alex Smith in the park. What are you going to do at the quarterback position? That's when we'll hear about mm-hmm. this. But he was unbelievable. That will be forgotten about in about a day or two. Ravens get their bike back. Oh. Yeah. Hey, hey, that team is fucking awesome. Yeah. Now, just a few weeks ago, I was saying that team is fucking broken. Mm-hmm. And it's. The poetic justice that came into play here between these two teams from start to finish is an absolutely beautiful thing. 
when the Titans came out and started dancing, you know, Juju on the Ooh. beat, uh, on the Ravens logo before the game. Malcolm Butler pretty loud yep. out there. The whole team was out there. Then Harbaugh had to come out. And a lot of people say that's because a lot of the Ravens players were still in the locker room at that point or they hadn't come out yet or something along. I don't know. Harbaugh comes out. He and Vrabel have a give and take where uh, Harbaugh tells Vrabel, it's disrespectful. And Vrabel goes, hey, go fucking coach. All right? <laughs> yeah. Listen, go, like, coaches go over there. It wasn't me out here, okay? So don't you be coaching my guys. Get your ass. You should be telling your guys to fucking get out here and fight my guys. Mm-hmm. You go, that's basically what it was. Titans win that game then, right? I mean, that is a problem in that type of situation. Then all of a sudden it's playoffs. Super wild card weekend. Robert Griffin III sent me a tweet last week yep. saying, hey, we're going to go get our bike back. And although RG3 did not play, I would assume that Bob Griffin triple sticks um, is dialed in with how that locker room felt. Yeah, we knew that that Ravens team was – Lamar Jackson was talking about how, you know, I got I to gotta get a win in the playoffs. Like this is something I got to do. He's only like 24 years old, by the way. Insane. He's – he is so young. He yeah. is so young. He's still going to be able to be whatever the hell he wants forever. Uh, he, they go in there, and Lamar Jackson, when he kicked it into that different gear, it looked like the Cincinnati Bengals run from last yep. year when he hit the spin move. It was like, oh, my God, this team's swag is just like they were last regular season. Lamar Jackson looks exactly like he looked last regular season. And by the way, last regular season when we were talking about the Ravens, we were talking about them going on a Super Bowl run. Mm -hmm. That Ravens team then lost to the Titans in the playoffs last year. They're going to get their bike back. Tennessee Titans dance on their logo. Marcus Peters gets the game-winning interception, a minute 27 left in the game. And as soon as he gets tackled, he didn't have to be reminded. He didn't have to be told. He didn't think about walking his sideline. As soon as he gets tackled, he gets back up and he just walks right for the fucking logo. Uh-huh. I mean, you have to respect that. You have to absolutely love that. I mean, remembering that this whole thing this year started with them dancing our logo, I just ended it. I'm going to go fucking do my dance, do my dance, do my dance mm-hmm. on their logo. In the moment, one of the most beautiful shit-talking pieces of poetic justice I have ever seen in my entire life. Anybody that bashed on it, and said, like, that's disrespectful, that's not support. I understand where you're coming from because you probably hated the Titans one too. But as a human that loves, like, competition, mm-hmm. the fact that as soon as they did that, they're like, oh, you fucking thought we forgot. Yeah. <laughs> and then they went out there. That was beautiful. I love that game. Lamar looked unbelievable. They don't shake their hands afterwards. They go right into the tunnel, and then it was followed by Lamar having to come back out to do an mm-hmm. interview. And him and Miss Lisa had an incredible interaction, yeah. by the way. I like that Baltimore team a lot. They're playing against a team, though, uh, with Josh Allen, who's mm-hmm. playing football better than oh. almost anybody right now, mm-hmm. Well, except for you know the guy that we'll be talking to tomorrow, right. MVP of the season. Right. That Bills team looks like a blast as well. They do. I mean, to be honest, watching that game, it still kind of feels like the Colts really gave it away. Oh, I mean, Josh God. Allen did. He showed up when he needed to. But that whole game, I mean, I was – I just I bet on the Bills, but I was just thinking like, well, there's no way that they're actually going to cover. And then it looked like the Colts were going to go ahead and steal a win. Yeah. The, 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 you're 100% right, Ty. Can you put up the tweet that I put up here? This was just in the first half. In going into the playoffs, by the way, going into the playoffs, you, you can't make – everything is magnified. Mm-hmm. Everybody talks about it. Every play is magnified. Every decision is a big decision. Every turnover is potentially mm. deathly. Every missed field goal will potentially cost you the game. The playoffs, everything is magnified. Every run, every block, every tackle, because, you know, lose and go home. Mm-hmm. In the first half alone, the Indianapolis Colts made some very interesting decisions. 
There was a third and goal pitch that was on the one yard line where Jonathan Taylor had been running straight and just pounding the rock. I mean, just pounding the rock. They go on a third and goal pitch to the outside, lose three yards. Then they have to go for it. And they run a Patrick Mahomes, Phillip Rivers, backpedal, delay, throw fade to Michael Pitton, which they almost got. Mm, It almost made up for it. But instead, zero points. You were on the half yard line at one point. That can't happen, okay? So you start looking at those types of things happening in a playoff game. You're like, oh, this team's probably going to lose. And then you jump on fourth down. Mm -hmm. Whenever they're driving going into the half, it's like a two-minute warning type thing. Fourth down, it's fourth and two, I think. They're in field goal range, kind of. They're going to probably try to draw you off sides. They jump off sides, give them an extra life. Boom, bang, bang, touchdown. What the fuck goes from three to seven very quickly. And in that same drive, they were getting some very, very lucky place toes. Because in those catches that they were making on the sideline, dragging the toes, those could very easily have been, what, a sixteenth of an inch yep. differently, oh, yeah. and it's out of bounds. It's a whole different play. Everything seemed to be going the Bills' way. Mm-hmm. Those close plays that you have to have, Bills stop them. The two-point conversions uh, that you decide to go for instead of kicking the extra point because you get uh, a yard on the, the thing, like, okay, you go for that. You got to get it. Because like, yeah. like, if you go for it and you don't get it, obviously everybody's going to criticize you right. for it. And then immediately after the game, Frank Reich was asked about a lot of this, and he said the analytics told us. And I'll tell you what, I love Frank Reich. Frank Reich was my quarterback coach. Mm-hmm. I don't like the leaning strictly on analytics to make decisions that could potentially jeopardize your jobs. and everybody. Now, granted, it's very sound. Okay, the science is very sound, isn't it? Oh, yeah. yeah. And you can utilize those numbers to kind of paint any picture you potentially want in sports or anything like that. Uh-huh. We've all heard the stats that say in the seventh inning, yeah, after two outs with one person who's left-handed on second base, this particular, uh, particular batter is the best batter in the history of the MLB. It's like mm-hmm. you can paint pictures with stats any particular way you want. And when they've gotten into the NFL, people just utilize these stats as just a gospel. Some people do. It's like, well, the numbers say 88% of the time this is going to happen. It was like, well, I'll tell you what, how many times are we going to do that? Because uh, there's still 12% on the goddamn board. (laughs) Okay, so if it's not 100%, it's tough to just rely completely on something. But whenever they come out and say, well, the analytics said this, it's tough for me because you have to be able to feel the game. Like, that's why the Steelers on fourth and one. Like, I feel like everything it says about their offense is you should not go for that, especially that night because the number is the way it's looking. But if you the feel of the game there. It just felt as if it was on the Steelers' side. So I think you have to be able to marry the two, but it does feel like the super analytics people always have that out where they're like, well, the numbers told us, the numbers told us. It's like, okay, well, who did I fucking hire? You or the AI guy in Oculus is just fucking going off the goddamn shit. (laughs) Happened to Vrabel, too, on that fourth Mm. and two against the Ravens in the fourth quarter. It was like, you gotta go for that, and they punted it. It was was like a 15-yard change, right? And then the Ravens had a seven-minute drive, and they kicked a field goal, and then that was pretty much it. You know, not a lot of analytics talk over there on Nickelodeon. That was one thing they got right. (laughs) Uh, Something we have to address before we get to a break here. Uh, We have another... What's that? I don't have the graphic I was trying to tell you. I don't know what graphic it is. I'm just congratulating Zito on beating COVID. Thank you so much. Zito is back after a week and a half, two weeks in a COVID cave. I thought it was got, but I don't know. You just thought it was two weeks of got? I think so. Mm. I don't know. <laughs> Zito's gout is so strong that it tested positive for COVID. <laughs> yeah. Your gout got COVID. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We appreciate and are pumped that you're back, buddy. Thank Great you so to much. see you. Bears went down, though. Yeah, they stink. They stink. They're yeah. bad. That team was bad. That was they a bad game. They could have drafted 10th overall. What's that? 20th. 50K on a Monday. 
We have 50,000 people watching? That's what I was referring to. Oh, there oh. has to be something. Oh, I didn't even know. Shit. There has to be something else for you guys to be watching. <laughs> Can't thank you enough for watching us. Now, we were going to go to a break, but that'd be very dumb. That'd be <laughs> very dumb it. to do at this particular point. Can't so we'll it. continue to ride this out. one 888 mad dog Love to hear some of your overreactions on how your team's doing, the franchise. We got coaches getting interviewed. By the way, Seahawks lost Russell Wilson. What the fuck, he dude? Stinks. He stinks. He stinks. He lost me a lot of money. Now, oh, yeah. Now, listen, I understand he probably lost himself a lot of money as well because <laughs> yeah. playoff checks are much larger than when I was gambling, everything like that. But what happened? There was a couple moments there yesterday where I was like, oh, Russell Wilson is broke. Like, Russell Wilson one year ago makes that. Russell Wilson, beginning of this season, does that right mm-hmm. there. Russell, well, what is going on over there? And then he started looking at the internet. It's like, is it his TikToks? Maybe. Is it oh, Russell oh, there's TikToks? The denominator. Oh. Is it his TikToks? Is it his Halloween costumes dancing with Sierra? What What happened to Russell Wilson? Because he was MVP yeah. in everybody's eyes. We were fighting, no, oh, Aaron Rodgers the MVP yeah. because there was nobody going to bat for Aaron at that time Mm-mm. in the media stand. And now obviously the internet, but we were like, no, no, no. And they were like, no, Russell Wilson's never got an MVP vote. And this year is the year that Russell Wilson's going to win it. That was week, 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 week. And then something happened for four straight weeks where he was completely broken. Then he came back. They started winning some games. They were interesting. And then against the Rams there, that offense could not do a damn thing. And now, granted, Rams' defense is unbelievable. They are unbelievable. But still, they're in their division. Seahawks have to play them on a regular basis. You would think they would have some sort of lead or on what to do. They look completely obsolete. Congrats to the Rams, who will forget. I mean, he's a piece. Getting carried into that ambulance. Yeah, that, scary. that was a scary photo. Mm-hmm. Now, it does make me wonder. Goff was able to throw, handoff, take snaps under center. Why'd they even start Wolford over Goff? Is there yes. a problem? Is McVay have a problem with Goff? He hates him. Seems there may be. Is McVay not like Goff? He is wants a mobile QB for sure. Because <laughs> the Wolf has wheels. and I mean, Goff just can't move like he can. McVay also has wheels, by the way. Him yeah. sprinting down oh, the yeah. sideline for that interception oh. to win that thing was awesome. Jalen Ramsey might be the... F- most freakish athlete. Mm-hmm. He does things that are just so smooth. Jumping over a human at, I don't know, probably 16 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. They're probably running 16 miles an hour, speeding in some school zones. <laughs> he is running full speed, jumping over people, floating, not touching them, and just batting balls mm-hmm. away. It's like, what? This dude's playing with kids right now, it looks like. <laughs> He's a, Aaron Donald, he has a cartilage tear mm-hmm. or, or pool or something like that in his ribs. He sat out second half of the game. Uh, or third, fourth quarter, I think, of the game. He will play next week. Let's assume he's going to get the Tyrod Taylor shot. Yeah, careful. Let's hope that it doesn't puncture his lung like what happened to Tyrod Taylor. But I think Aaron Donald will be able to play, which is big news. They lost another offensive lineman or two, I think. Uh, The Rams are going to be quite beat up going into Lambeau. But that defense could do anything for him. But the Seahawks might be dead. But the Rams don't seem like that big of a threat to the Packers. And I might just be completely wrong here, but in Lambeau, that Packers team, now unless something happens where they rest and they completely lose it, like what happened to the Steelers, it felt like because they rested the game. But it feels like that Packers team got really in a good spot here. Quarterback still can't really – he was missing, by the way. Goff was missing a lot yeah. of throws. He wasn't as accurate as he normally is. Because mm-hmm. that's normally what Goff is, by the way. If he has time, he can normally pick you apart. He was missing a lot of throws. Banged up. Uh, thumb, 
they the offense hasn't been something that people have been like you know what love that offense which is normally the Packers mm-hmm. uh, potential issue is if somebody can keep up with them but Aaron I feel like right now that offense would be able to figure out anything yeah I feel pretty good obviously I'd rather play the Rams than the Bucks uh, next weekend but I mean after watching Cleveland and the Steelers like you just never know you never know you hope I mean I hope that I think it's supposed to storm uh, so there Ooh. should be some inclement weather oh really which would be huge That's huge. Yeah, huge. <laughs> yeah especially for a guy that doesn't have a th- Thumb, and exactly. Aaron, who just grabs footballs like this, right? You know, he's literally holding footballs like they're little darts he's mm-hmm. just throwing out. There. And I do feel better after the uh, performance the defense put up against Derrick Henry because Cam Akers is very good. I mean, he ran it down Seattle's throat. So if they can stop him, I feel pretty good about the Packers. Fifty-two thousand people Ooh. watching this. How about it? Hilarious. Uh, go ahead and tweet the hashtag uh, watching uh, PMS. And you can enter automatically into potentially winning uh, $25,000. Whoa! Oh, shit. Oh, my God. Yeah, I don't know how we'll pick who wins and who will be tasked with doing that. But all you got to do is tweet hashtag watching PMS. Uh, and you automatically be entered in. Maybe take a picture of wherever you're listening or watching Ooh. that so we can learn a little bit about who's listening to this goddamn show. Because all we do is see numbers here. Sirius gives us no numbers. Right. So we have no clue who's potentially watching or listening. We want to let you know we appreciate the living shit out of you for spending this overreaction Monday, January 11th, 2021 with us. Uh, we have to get to a break here because if not, we are... Uh, dancing with disaster on the other side. Uh, that's right. Uh, Zito, what is your poll for today, pal? Uh, today is what was the demise of the Steelers? Uh, last place, Coach Tomlin, 5.8%. Uh, Big Ben not beating it, 23.7%. Uh, Juju Jesus. dancing, 31%. And Evan Fox curse, 39.6%. Hey, you came straight out of the COVID cave with a big right, huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, let's get to a break. I feel like the Evan Fox curse will win this one because as soon as he became a Steelers fan, a team that was completely undefeated would then go on to become basically completely defeated. He lost five and six. Many people will talk about Tomlin and everything like that. There is one man here in Indianapolis who tried to jump off the lion sinking chip and tried to tear down a fucking other one. Yeah. Yeah, you did. can call him the Titanic. You can call him the Glacier. Ooh. His name's Evan Fox, and a lot of people in Pittsburgh will not forget. Yeah, this- I'd blame me, too, if my team sucked ass. Oh! oh your team does suck does. ass. <laughs> the Detroit Lions do suck ass. Touche. <laughs> All right, because of him. Oh. Now we're thinking. Still a team. That, who says not? <laughs> Diggs shot his hand up in the air as if there was some breaking news. Diggs, what is going on? The Eagles are parting ways with Coach Doug Peterson. Oh, wow. This comes from Jason Lockenfora. Okay, so Jason Lockenfora, shout out to you for breaking that news about the Philadelphia Eagles. We'll talk to Ian Rappaport about that um, in about 22 minutes or so. Can't wait to hear the details behind this because it had come out originally that Doug Peterson's job was safe. There was a joint press conference there was all this. Then there were some mumblings that there was potentially trouble in the waters for Doug Peterson with the Philadelphia Eagles. Obviously everybody saw the way this year played out. They drafted Jalen Hurts in the second round. Carson Wentz came out a broken man mentally it seemed like. Their team stunk. They end up losing on Sunday night football when Doug Peterson decides to put Nate Sudfeld in for what he called 
meaningful reps in which he had already had those before and Jalen Hurts was potentially about to lead the boys back into winning that game when they were only down three which then led to a conversation about the culture in the Philadelphia Eagles locker room allegedly a couple players were upset it was originally reported that they had to be held back that has since cooled off on its factuality of the entire Mm -hmm. thing but obviously there was trouble in Philadelphia just years after winning the Super Bowl Doug Peterson Sent out to the shipyard in Philadelphia. Get the hell out. What are they going to do now? Who's their quarterback? Will they move Carson Wentz? That's a massive contract. Is Jalen Hurts the future? He's going to have to learn another offense yet again. Will they go all in on Jalen Hurts like Baltimore did for Lamar a couple years ago? Or will there still be controversy in the quarterback room? Joining us now, a man who won a college football championship and a Super Bowl, uh, A.J. Hawk. AJ, your thoughts on that entire sitch? Yeah, I mean, you, you laid it out beautifully, I think. But I guess when you started hearing, what, yesterday or the day before that he was going to have to meet with, with Jeff Laurie, the owner, it, you know, like, okay, things like Rappaport, Schefter, all these guys, they don't just make stuff up. So they have to, like, hear things from sources that they trust to, to know, hey, there, there may be something to this. He may be gone. And, hey, we just saw it happen. It, unless a darn Schefter tweets it out. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Hey. Don't believe it. But if it's any other inside, what's that? But then, it, but then it's picked up by ESPN.com. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah, that, that's called a double dime. Okay, that's that's a darn Schefter hitting a goddamn grand slam. By the way, yeah. whoever's running a darn Schefter at home, <laughs> on ESPN.com, I did it. But any other insider that you hear speak. Somebody is telling them something. That's why, you know, when Rappaport goes on as a pundit or a Schefter or Field or anybody goes on as a pundit and you hear their takes on something, it's like, okay, well, why is he saying that? Who's telling him that information? And how much of it should we take serious or how much do we think is just kind of, you know, fluff around the edges? So I'm pumped to talk to Rappaport about this thing. How long was this in the making? Is Carson Wentz staying now? Is this Lurie saying we want a coach that can fix Carson Wentz? We want to stick with Carson Wentz. You broke him, you son of a bitch. You guys were side-eyeing each other all goddamn game. We have hundreds of photos that are saying it. Or is this them saying we need something new? Uh, Let's go ahead and turn the page on the chapter that was the Super Bowl win for the first time in 50 years, and let's go start brand new. I'm I'm intrigued to see what they end up doing. Connor, what do you got? Well, did they try to ship him out, and then because they sent out all these feelers and nobody you know, was interested at all, did Doug Peterson were like, okay, I guess we have to get rid of Doug if we have to keep Wentz? Well, Alex Van Pelt. Look for Alex Van Pelt to potentially get (laughs) some interviews with the Philadelphia Eagles. Okay. Hey, your guy, your guy, Aaron's guy, last night, Sunday night football, Aaron said he came up through the West Coast offense. He knows it inside and out there in a good spot. He had a mask or whatever that had AVP on it. Uh Okay, I knew it was a game time whenever he's like, this is what you will call me, by the way. (laughs) AVP. He had a hell of an evening. I assume his name's getting tossed into the head coaching conversation stat after what happened last night. Yeah, you would think, and I I remember, I think, last week talking on the show, and Aaron mentioned like how how impressive AVP is. It's a shame that it's during the COVID era and his face is covered up the whole time and people don't get to see, which who knows when it comes to head coaching possibilities in the future. You never know what's going to happen. But I thought he was thrown into a weird spot too. Not only is the head coach gone, whatever, the special teams coach is the acting head coach, but – then all of a sudden you jump out to this early lead. Like we know it's super difficult to play with an early lead. I remember I kept saying, like, look how much time is left. This is unbelievable how much time they have to play with this lead. And 
they did a heck of a job, man. How we like the combination of mixing the run in the past, being conservative at times, then taking shots when you can. Like I thought it was it was masterful. Everything was working on the field, which is great for AVP. Uh, let's go back a couple. Is something wrong with his face? What's wrong with his face? I mean, I, I said it's a shame it's during COVID and his whole face is covered. and We don't get to see his face. You wanted us to see his face, though. That's I wanted – because this may be the only – this may be the most camera time he gets as oh, a coach. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Coaching job. Okay. So, like, hey, I'm like, this – when this is your time to shine, you got – you brought the Browns a playoff victory. It's a monumental moment, and we don't get to see the guy who is calling the play. It is, isn't it? I mean, that is a real thing. That What a huge – first time in, what, 24 years they get a dub or whatever? Mm-hmm. Corvette, Corvette in the locker room afterwards? Mm-hmm. I mean, they should be – Cleve, I'm so happy for the dog pond, dude. I am so happy yeah. for the goddamn dog pond. They deserve it. It's been so long. And, you know, just we talked about, you know, poetic justice being served uh, with the Ravens-Titans game, which I will talk to you about here shortly. But this seems like poetic justice as well. Mm-hmm. You know, like the Steelers, the last time they were in the playoffs, the last two times they were in the playoffs, have knocked them out, okay? The Steelers have been their longest rival. I mean, it's just – it is a perfect – full circle type situation for the Browns to get their first win in a long time. And if you listen to Pittsburgh people, more specifically, Mark Madden, Pittsburgh radio show host at Mark Madden X, he says, hey, listen, hate to break it to you, Pittsburgh. This is going to happen. We're now the third best team in the AFC North. And if Joe Burrow learns how to play a little bit better, fourth team in the AFC Mm. North. He's projecting bad things for the future for Pittsburgh. What a big moment for AVP and the Browns. Not only do you get a big win, you potentially kill your biggest rival in the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's going to be – they talked about it on the broadcast. Like, there's a lot of free agents for Pittsburgh. they got to make decisions on certain guys. you got to make decisions on coaching staff changes. And – I know I, my picks were pretty bad, I think, the rest of them, but I did pick the Browns to win outright, so I'm, I'm glad I at least got that one. Attaboy. Nice job. Wow. Diggs and Gumpy are hot right now, so you don't even have to worry about our picks, pal. We're riding the lightning over there with yeah, those two yeah. guys. Um, let's talk about that Ravens-Titans game. I loved, okay, and I, I'm going to lay this out, and I assume you're on my side, but I love that Marcus Peters – what is that? Is that iced tea? Jesus Christ. Oh. <laughs> Being an adult, Come dude. On. Nice There's a hole in the cup. That wasn't me. Someone poked it. Son of a bitch, cup. <laughs> Anyways, the thing that I liked about it was Marcus Peters gets that pick. Big moment, two-minute drill. Okay. Gotta have it at some point. They get that pick. He jukes one guy, jukes another guy. Then he slides inevitably going down because the game's over. With before he even finishes the slide, his brain has already told him. Oh, fucking get on that logo. He turns immediately upon icing the game, winning the game, and they go straight to the logo. I loved it. Just that is good shit talking right there. Like you you ate one earlier in the season when everybody called into question whether or not your team was still a team or still the team that we thought your team was and has been for a long time. Then you ice the game in Tennessee on the I fucking loved it. Because there was no, like, anybody had to tell them. Nobody had to be like, hey, let's go do it. It was immediate. So, for me, I love the moment. And I love good shit-talking uh, situations like that happening, coming to a close. I just loved everything about it, AJ. Well, it was somewhat organic, I feel like. And Marcus Peters, I'm sure, in his mind was like, this would be amazing. If we could find a way to end the game on defense, we need to go out to the logo. I think what Clay is Campbell even said, like, I didn't know what I was doing. I was following my teammates, and I didn't really understand until we got there. And then I realized, yeah, like, this is what we're doing. So it's not like they had to sit there and talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 hey, got him. 
like, fuck hey, you now. Know? Hey, Pat, is anyone in Tennessee mad that no. Marcus Peters possibly knocked that receiver down? Oh, for pushing him back? They ran that uh, play back a couple times. Are you talking about pass interference there? Yeah, on his pick. Did you watch the film room with uh, Hasselbeck, Keyshawn, Rex, and Brewski? No. Okay, Keyshawn was calling for that too, by the way, in that, and they broke it down, and the angle they had, you couldn't really – you couldn't really see it. That was actually a pretty interesting way to watch football. I, I would watch them again. If them, I would watch that one again because they had different angles. For instance, when the pick play was called, mm-hmm. uh, which never gets called, right? The pick play never ever gets called. They ran a replay back of it and explained it real quick. I actually had to delete a tweet. Ooh, like I actually had to. Really? Yeah, because I was, you know, it was gaining. Oh. A, my tweet was gaining a lot of traction. Mm-hmm. And then after I watched the film, I was like, oh, it is oh. completely wrong. I, <laughs> I am. I almost did an update, but at that point, it had gone too big. It's like, nobody's going to see the update button. No, they don't. So I had to get out of there. But the film room was pretty nice. There was a couple things there. But I love that they just fucking danced on a logo, dude. God damn it, I loved it. You knew it was going to be a word, too, before, because Calais Campbell and them barking yeah, to yeah, the line. Walking, walking, walking off. Good oh. playoff. How about Lamar? Uh, saying, hey, we're going in. Yeah. Like, basically told the boys, hey, as soon as the game was over, we're going in. See ya. You had, they had the camera on him, by the way, because they assumed he was probably going to go talk. They had the camera on him, and he's right in the camera like, yep, we ain't fucking shaking that shit. <laughs> Let's go ahead and get out of here. And then some PR guy had to run him down. Lamar, hey. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa, whoa. We need you back on the field, actually. You got to go do an interview. <laughs> I ain't doing an interview. Miss Lisa. Okay, I'll go do an interview with Miss Lisa. All right, let me hug everybody out here. His interview with her was awesome, by the way. And I like that the the swag of the Baltimore. Big Truss is back, it feels like, in Baltimore. And uh, I'll tell you what, Bills. I mean, we're going to see. This is going to be a great game this weekend, I think, Bills and Ravens. Don't you think, when you think of the Ravens, you think of them dominating being a physical team going back to like the ray lewis suggs days like that's what you think of hey we're gonna be having, we're having some monsters on defense they're gonna knock everybody around they're gonna talk before the game during the game after the game Never that's happens. what ravens are yeah it's hawks Talks house. I mean, this guy's internet stinks. Yeah. <laughs> it never day happens out. with anybody else. Close out your other browsers, dude. Hey, hey what do you got, Daniel? <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. like got what? Hey, hey, what's you know that? what you got. What's what? going on, dude? First of all, this is not on my side. Oh, yeah. 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 We had Lex Lumpkin on. Jeez. Okay, Lex Lumpkin was on. No problem. Mark Madden calls us from what appears to be an office room basement. Oh, oh yeah. No problem. Run a speed test. You come on from your library, and what do we got? Problem. Yeah. Every day. Because you're saying such good shit, we just can't hear it. I don't know what to tell you, man. Clean it up on your side. <laughs> hey, I'll tell him. Hey, boys. Let's clean it up. Clean, clean it up, up boys. By the way, that's that's me as a head coach in the NFL. Yeah. Hey, I'll tell him. Hey, boys, I don't know how this whole thing works, but figure it the fuck out. Okay? Clean it up for Christ's sake. First down. That's what you guys are here for. <laughs> All right. Well, you want me to call the fucking You want me to connect the thing to the thing? He's just got to blow into the Nintendo and fi- fix his goddamn router. Yeah. He does got to do that. <laughs> By the way, we gave away four PS5s instead of five PS5s because we got conned out of two PS5s. Happens. That's, that's, game. that's PS5s, baby. <laughs> yeah. That's right. That is. You know, I ordered... Uh, AJ, did you get your Oculus yet? No. But I, honestly, I, I've thought about it multiple times. I've almost... But I just, I'm waiting for yours because I know you're going to get sick of it soon. So I'm waiting for that. No, no, I am not. <laughs> complete opposite, by the way. This weekend, I took quite a liking to the ping pong. 
Okay, so this weekend I sharpened the sword on ping pong. So, for instance, with the boxing, they have nine different fighters. I counted this weekend, and mm -hmm. I counted this weekend, so I get the stories right. Nine different fighters and, like, uh, four different levels. Okay. So I've won outright already. Okay, so I've already beat everybody at every level. Yep. Knockouts, by the way, all of them. Obviously. Except for that one time where I took one punch to the suckle and it knocked me out. I mean, that was bullshit. <laughs> the Oculus bamboozled me. But I went back down to like where you would probably start as soon as you get it or the only level you're at, whatever, and where I was getting into like the second round every once in a while with some of those fighters. I'm two, three punches knock. I think I am Jeez. a I think I am right now a sharpened Oculus boxer. <laughs> Ham hawks. Like right I, I am it's the, you're in the zone. I am. And then I took that zone right over to ping pong. <sighs> We're gonna start streaming this. I think it's just gonna be because you can talk to the person you're playing against. Oh yeah. Oh, I think we're just going to stream me just sitting here, I think, for like an hour playing people. Talking shit. Oh, no, no. Because there's some people that are so fucking bad. Oh. And it is. You, you know can't what I mean? even bury them. Yeah, it's, for the entertainment purposes, while streaming, I'll be intrigued to see how I handle it. Mm. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> there are some people that are very bad. AJ, you got to get in there. I played AQ and ping pong like 20 times this weekend or whatever. I mean, it was a good time out there. Kill the slaughter man. rule? Yeah. Huh? I've, been asking, rule you, like, I've been asking you, if I can play against you, I, I would get it. Ping pong, you can. Boxing, you cannot yet. I assume they'll figure it out. They got starships popping out of Elon Musk's oh, wow. fucking garage every three days to go up to space. And if you can't afford it, no big deal. Hop in. You'll just go plant some seeds on Mars to pay back or whatever. <laughs> I mean, it is. It's an, at some point, they'll be able to figure out the boxing. But the ping pong, you can play against each other. It is. And it's real, too. It's very yeah. real. My, I am a problem on there. I mean a real I learned how to do backhand. Ooh. Can you actually have like different kinds of oh. serves? I mean, spins. Like, oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. And by the way, you have to. The serve has to fall six inches. Mm -hmm. Oh well. So you like have to throw it up and everything like that. Mm. Well, it should. So it's real rules. Yeah, it's real rules. The only thing that's different is games to eleven. You switch serve every two. Okay. Huh. Not the five. Instead of five, yeah, it's every two or whatever. And there's service faults that pop up out of nowhere kind of fuck you, especially mm -hmm. if it's an important thing. Yeah. It's like, maybe it wasn't me. Maybe it was a goddamn glitch in the fucking hand thing. Right. But yeah, you take the point, I guess. Cat head over there from Germany, dude. Fucking get over it. Is, there, internet. is there any way that Creed boxing game allows you to play online against uh, other people? Or no? I, I'm saving the Creed game for whenever we start streaming yeah. so I can just kind of go through the entire mm -hmm. game. Level Smart. one. Yeah. I think, by the way, those are going to be quick ones early. Uh -huh. So I might have to tune in quick whenever we get to that. AJ, you mind taking some phone calls before we get to a break here? And then Ian Rappaport joins us in uh, seven minutes or so. Yeah, let's do it, man. Um... Ian Rappaport actually breaking news right now at Rapsheet has tweeted out two minutes ago after speaking with two people close to former Eagles coach Doug Peterson. It sounds like this is what it boiled down to. Peterson was sick of people telling him what to do. Listen. Wow. Listen. Okay. What was it? First Super Bowl in 50 fucking years. Okay. People eating their goddamn Philly cheesesteaks <laughs> down at Pat Geno's or any of the other ones that out-of-towners don't know about. Because, to be honest, why would you spend your entire trip to Philadelphia searching around small towns looking for a tiny little sub shop? I understand it's probably better than the bullshit one that's very convenient to everything that you're potentially traveling to. So stop bashing people. I understand that people are eating Philly cheesesteaks and eating horse shit off the parade uh, uh, route that I created. Yep. So how come we lay off my goddamn visor, my beautiful flow, mm -hmm. and I'll put in whoever the fuck I want to put in there? And Lori's like, well, that's just not how it's going to work. I own the team. 
Fire me then. You're fired. <laughs> Fuck you. I'm out of here. What if that? What if it did go down to that type of thing? I would love Doug Peterson times thirty if that yeah. was the case. If he went down guns a blazing. Well, don't you think he's going to be a candidate for some of these head coaching openings right now? I would assume. I would assume. The the whole Jalen Carson thing is going to be, you know, criticized and talked about for a long time. Because is it the coach's job? to manage expectations for everybody and what's going to happen behind closed doors so that whenever they unfold outside of the house, it doesn't just shock everybody. Like the Nate Sudfeld situation, like Carson coming out and saying that he felt betrayed or whatever. There was something like the the sources were leaking that it was a shattered and fractured relationship. Then you got players liking tweets for Carson to play. And he's, I mean, it's just... Is that going to weigh into play for why you wouldn't hire Doug Peterson? Or would you look strictly at what he has done good as a head coach and think, you know what, I'll take his good. We'll try to get around the drama that doesn't happen if you're hiring him. That's, that's a very intriguing – would you hire Doug Peterson to be your head coach right now? I mean, I, th- I would definitely interview him. I'd want to see what – I would first want to really know what happened in Philly. Like, wherever he does interview you, hopefully they tell him. He has a good relationship with Joe Douglas, so the Jets is an option for old Dougie Peterson. Yeah, you always Ooh. say how these insiders don't just tweet out things for fun. That's what Shefty tweeted is the relationship about Joe Douglas. Uh, okay, so we're piecing. He's going to the Jets. Congrats to the Jets getting Doug yeah. Peterson. Wow, he'll fix right. Darnold hey, for sure. But now we got Darnold and probably a new quarterback. How's this going to go? Jalen Carson 2.0. <laughs> NFL 2021 season in New York. By the way, they're off Broadway, okay, Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. Now the show is moving to Broadway. (laughs) We got quarterback who has been here and done well against quarterback that just got drafted high and seems to have much different traits than the starter that is working and the starter isn't working. Let's play ball. Doug Peterson, good luck out there. Yeah. That could happen. Who says no? Who says no? Hey, that Philly job is not one of the most enticing jobs available, though. Think of the what you're going to walk into some. You got to make some big decisions, man. Can we put our swords down? <laughs> Everybody, okay. Fletcher Cox, I saw you liking tweets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, Lane Johnson's out in the fucking woods, doesn't know what's going on. Jason Kelsey had to clarify some statements on social media, but his social media actually says this isn't his social media because he hates social media. Love that legendary move. Then Carson, Jalen, oh. Hurts. There's a lot of jobs that aren't really ones you would love. What if Orlovsky's the fucking head coach? Oh, oh man, any brains they bring him in. Is Dane Orlovsky going to the fucking Philadelphia Eagles, dude? That makes too so. much sense. <laughs> the Eagles have the second least cap space behind the Saints. They are oh, uh, good. 51 million in the hole. <laughs> nah, but they're going to trade Carson. Yeah. Everybody's saying sure. they're just going to trade Carson. Yeah. So. Who's taking Carson? We know who's taking Carson. Colts are not taking Carson. Get over it. What about the football team? Oh. They have their quarterback, dude. We watched him Saturday night. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Do you think you're banking on uh, Heineke being an all-pro next year, AJ? <laughs> no, I need to see a little more film. Oh. <laughs> you don't know. That's not that, – this is overreaction Monday, AJ. Oh, then yeah. He's probably going to – yeah, he'll probably beat out Aaron for the MVP next year. Oh, maybe this year, by the way. Look out. Are all the votes already counted? I don't think no. so. No. <laughs> I mean, so sorry to interrupt, dude. Like, so, so sorry. Apologies. The conversation was going there. It really was. You know? Mm-hmm. And here we go, interrupting it like this. Got to pay the bills. What we're interrupting it with is something that matters, though. Oh, yeah. Are you the best version of you that you could possibly be, you think? Definitely not. Does your skin, hair, 
anything else really that revolves around men's health? Is it at its highest that it could possibly be? I mean, it could probably be better. And that's the thing about it is there's a company out there that's a men's health brand Mm -hmm. that is unbelievable. Oh, yeah. Okay, they are unbelievable. And that is Roman. Roman is a men's health brand that makes you and wants you to be the best version of you possible. Your hair fuller, your skin brighter, anything else you have going on, they want to take care of you. And they want to do it in a fashion that is most affordable. But it's not just skin. It's not just hair. It's not just everything like that. It's also whenever you go in and you go to do the lovemaking. You know what I mean? The men's health brand wants to be your tag team partner and being the best you in all facets of your life. And did you know that if you are somebody who uh, doesn't have sex for as long as you would like, and we're not saying you go quick. Hey, hey, maybe you just don't go as long as you want to go. Yeah. Maybe your sex life, you want it to go long, long, long time. Mm -hmm. You want to put on a show in there. You need to tag team partner with. Our friends at Roman with the Roman Swipes. I love Roman Swipes. These things show up at your door in discreet packaging. Nobody knows that you have a tag team partner that's small enough to fit in your back pocket, small enough to fit in your wallet. Nobody will even know that you have it. Then whenever it's time to, you know, do the deed. Mm-hmm. When it's time to... Sling some salami. That's right. <laughs> that's right. You know? Whenever you're out there with your bologna about to really make a sandwich Mm -hmm. and it's time to go, why don't you do it for a long, long time, Ty? You pull out the Roman swipe, okay? You rub it on your tool, Mm -hmm. your baby maker, your magic stick, your dipstick, Mm -hmm. your how's it going, how you doing, keep it moving, pleasure town, here we come stick, Mm -hmm. okay? You rub it on there, it'll dry quickly. It'll not transfer to your partner and it is scientifically proven to make you last longer in bed. Bologna sandwich, extra mayo. Long time making it. We can't thank Roman enough. And right now you can get free two-day shipping on your Roman swipes. Get them in time for Thanksgiving next weekend. Get them in time for the holiday season. Stock up on these things for the winter because I do believe we're getting locked back down. Looks like it. In a lot of places. Mm -hmm. So you know what time it is? Why not just have a little bit of a sex fest? Might as well. Go to GetRoman.com forward slash Pat. Free two-day shipping on these Roman swipes. You will love them, and so will she or he. Have the time of your life behind the closed doors with our friends at Roman Roman Swipes, and also make yourself the best you possible uh, with everything else that the men's health brand has for you. GetRoman.com forward slash Pat. Back to the show. Joining us now is a newsbreaker in a world that needs newsbreakers. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, This morning, massive news coming out of the NFL this afternoon, I guess. The Philadelphia Eagles and Doug Peterson have parted ways. A man with inside sources on that particular situation and others that we will ask him about from the NFL, NFL Network, Ian Rappaport. Yeah! What's going on? Ian, when you scheduled to come on this show at 225-ish, were you pumped to find out that massive news is going to break moments before coming on this show? I was scared to death that it would happen as I was on this show again. Okay. Because, look, it's great when when I break it because, man, that's a fun story. But if someone else broke it and I was on the show, then it gets really awkward. So 
this worked out, I think, best for everyone. Yeah, awkward for you, for sure. I, I have, a, uh, I have a, uh, a big, it's not awkward if you don't make it awkward policy, but I could see how that could potentially be awkward. Let's talk about the Doug Peterson situation. Was there, did you know this was potentially coming? Did everybody kind of have a heads up, or was there a meeting and Doug Peterson and Lori just couldn't come to an agreement? Because you said that Doug Peterson is sick of people telling him what to do. Was there a knockdown, dragout fight in Philadelphia this morning? I don't think it was a knockdown, dragout fight, but I, I know he was not he was not having it. And you know, oh. this actually I mean, the meeting happened today. This was the second meeting that owner Jeffrey Lurie and Doug Peterson had since the season ended. The first meeting did not go well. Like there were some discussions about what to do staffing and he recommended some in house promotions, Press Taylor, quarterbacks coach becoming O. C. Matt Burke, the defensive line coach becoming defensive coordinator. Jeffrey Lurie wanted more. He wanted bolder. Uh, he wanted different ideas and opinions, and it sounded like Doug's plan he was not in favor of. This actually goes back to last year when, I don't know if you remember this, but he goes out for the press conference to end the season last year, and he says, yeah, you know, my coaches are safe. And then after talking to ownership, the coaches were not safe, and they had to make some changes on the offensive side of the ball. Doug Peterson did not like that. Uh, and that's one thing that he was pretty clear about. He had his thoughts. He had his guys he wanted. He had his beliefs. He just did not want anybody telling him that his beliefs were wrong, so he is now out. Get out of my face with your stupid <laughs> ideas. I'm out of here. Ian, what I about mean, Doug Peterson's yeah. future? Like, do you see him getting a head coaching gig right away? Joe Douglas, huh? I mean, I would say it is a possibility. Uh, there's obviously a lot of familiarity from Joe Douglas, right? However, I also know this is not based on reporting. This is my just common sense, right? Doug Peterson took a very, very hard stance as far as not wanting to make staff changes. Got it. He did not want anybody telling him what to do. He resisted the owner, knowing that if he did, he would get fired. It is hard for me to imagine that he makes all those decisions, resists so much, unless he thinks at least he's got a good shot of getting a job. Oh, you, he, you know he was looking for a disagreement. I mean... I don't know if he was looking for it, but he was oh, more okay. like, I'm not going to compromise because why would I if I may have something waiting? I, that's that's what I would say. I think, there's a, I think there's a chance he's got something that he at least thinks he's got a good shot at, which would presumably be the Jets job. All right, I think we've squeezed that one dry. Let's move on. Deshaun Watson okay. is going to make everybody's life miserable in Houston just one year after signing a $156 million contract. He is potentially going to play hardball with the Houston Texans and sit out. Now there's reports that he's potentially going to get traded or wouldn't mind getting traded to Miami. You came on last week and said that you think it would cost four to five ones if you wanted to trade for him. Miami has the three, the 18, also 35, which is obviously early into the second round or whatever, and then a couple others as well. Do you see this potentially happening? And what do they mean Deshaun Watts can play hardball? Just sit out? Because everybody can do that. Well, can they, though? Because in the new CBA, sitting out is unbelievably punitive. Oh, really? Right? I mean, it's, it is incredibly costly as far as fines. I mean, basically, contract holdouts are almost a thing of the past. So Ooh. him playing hardball, I mean, he would have to really mean it, which if you're going to request a trade, you would have to really mean it. I'm not putting it past him. It's definitely possible. I've not gotten a firm answer um, on if he is going to request a trade, if he is going to play hardball. I just know these are the things that he is 
now considering. Um, I know it was not a good situation in Houston. The anger is real, man. I mean, he is very upset. And I think when the owner promised him he'd be involved, the owner promised him he'd have to say, not that they're just going to hire who he wants, but he's at least going to be consulted. And then he finds out on Twitter when I put it out that they're hiring Nick Casario. It's part of Sean Watson's not happy, and I get it. It's been bungled. It has nothing to do with Nick Casario, but it's been bungled pretty bad. Is this kind of your fault, you think? Jeez. I, I wouldn't say it's my fault, okay. but I wouldn't say I'm blameless either. Hey, I saw Deshaun on that boat out there. Okay, I hope he figures it out. I'll be intrigued. The people in Miami, I assume, would love that move. Mm-hmm. What a superstar he is. Casario sitting in quite an interesting situation here with the First whole – stay on the job. Yeah, trade my best player mm-hmm. idea. Okay, <laughs> great. This has been fun. Yeah. Happy to be a GM down here. I mean, and we have no draft capital at all. Now, that would get some draft capital. But For sure. I, I, don't, I don't think they want to do it. And I think the reason is really simple. You spend your whole career trying to find a guy like Deshaun Watson. Like if you're a GM, if you're a coach, all you want to do is, is find a quarterback. And they have one. So, like, yes, obviously he's very upset. But why would you ever let him go anywhere? I would more say do whatever he wants. Try to make it right if you somehow can. Also, like, let's just assume they trade him to Miami, which, again, like, there's a million steps that have to go. Like, do we know the Texans would want Tua? Like, I don't know that. Uh, allegedly, allegedly, Casario loved Tua whenever he was in Miami is alleged situation. Did you get a phone call there or a text? Is there anything else happening? Anybody getting fired? No, it's, it's some of your people call me from the block number one. I'm on. Tom Pelissero. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm going to start. You know what you need to do? You need to use your bully pulpit. And tell people that I'm not coming on here anymore if they call me from the block number. Get a hold of your people. I have no idea what that means. Your fans. You think my fans are calling you? Yes. It's Pelissero. My people. No way. You know how lazy our guys are? We're just chilling here. Come on. I don't even think you guys. Maybe your guys don't know how to use the block number function. No. Star 6-9, right? Well, it's not my guys. No. No. Star 6-9. Anytime, by the way, anytime you're talking, the guys are so invested and our, our listeners are so invested. They ain't got time to call. I would assume that it's probably the arrow, Tom Pelissero, yeah. potentially to dance on your service so your phone cuts out mid-conversation before the boys have their questions. Uh, in Pittsburgh, they are pissed. Steelers fans are not happy. Ben Roethlisberger, after the game yesterday, goes, if they want me back, uh, I'll play, you know? So publicly saying, if I'm not back next year, it's the Pittsburgh Steelers. How do you see that whole thing working out over there? Is anybody going to get moved, or is the organization that's known for consistency going to stay the same? My gut says they stay the same. And it, but it has been interesting because, you know, I know there's some reports earlier this year, Ben wants to be back, uh, and I'm sure he does. And you know, health-wise, I think he's better this year than he was certainly than he was last year. Um, to, for him to be back, everybody would have to be on the same page for them. He's almost forty. Stats were good. Obviously, did not play well yesterday. Um, forty million dollar cap hit for a forty-year forty-year-old quarterback. That is a lot. That is a real lot. So to have him back, they would have to be absolutely sure that he is going to be health-wise ready to go. That said, the Steelers have thrived by consistency. They never change coaches. They never change quarterbacks. They are consistently always very, very good. The fact that they weren't extra, extra good this year and lost doesn't make me think philosophically that they change. Ian, what's going on down in Jacksonville? Like, is it really Urban Meyer's job? Have they officially interviewed him? Have they interviewed anybody else? Like, what's the story? And follow up. Yeah. Shad gets him on his yacht to just fish him in, right? That's what he's doing? 
Uh, yeah, I think that's or just not let him go anywhere. Would yeah. be. Although he's gonna, I mean, we'll see him tonight on the national championship game, right? So in that, that's tonight, right? Yeah, because um, <laughs> I think he's on the Fox crew there. Oh, okay, um, hey, and then you know, timing wise, he's gonna do the national championship game tonight. I don't know if he has any plans tomorrow. He is the top candidate for the Jaguars. They've talked. Oh. Oh, thank you, Ian. Thank you, Ian. The boys have questions, I think, but we just got it. Urban Meyer press conference tomorrow announcing he's going to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Wow. That's awesome. That's what you just said. Thank you, That's what you just said. Thank you, I don't remember that. Yeah, you kind of just said that. Ian Rappaport basically just said that. that. Oh, that's awesome. Too late. Bro, congrats to Urban Meyer. Congrats. Is it $12 million a year? Is that what it got? Because that's what it was alleged he was asking. That's awesome for, hey, $60 million, five years. Man, that's great. Urban Meyer tomorrow. That math was amazing. I'm impressed. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. I was a punter at all those numbers. You know what I'm talking about. Ty, what do you got? Ian, uh, Sean McVay said that he doesn't know the status for Goff or Wolford uh, come Saturday against the Packers. Have you heard anything about that or uh, Aaron Donald or Cooper Cup or any of the other guys that they have banged up? Uh, Aaron Donald's going to be okay uh, because he's crazy. He's got a torn rib cartilage. Um, which, as I'm sure Pat knows, is a horribly painful injury. Oh, yeah, He's going to play. Yeah, right here, dude. Um, I mean, just awful. It's like a two- or three-week injury, and he's going to play. Hey, they're going to oh, give him God. that Tyrod Taylor, right? Probably, I'd assume. AJ, you probably know more than I do. They're going to give him that. I'm sure. I would assume. Hey, don't pop the lung, dude, over there in L.A. Because the other one did. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I remember reading about that, yes. Um, I think you broke that news. I think I did as well. Um, boy nice. Yeah. yeah. Hey, we're putting uh, in litigation there with uh, golf tees. <laughs> uh, it was a Cooper Cup. He kind of banged his knee. Uh, I think he's going to be okay. I was intrigued, though, like you were, about the quarterback comment because it would be easy to be like, well, yeah, Goff should be better this week than he was last week. Um, yeah, I mean, he's our quarterback. He's going to start, but he didn't say that. I mean, this is their franchise quarterback. It should be a no-brainer. Maybe he's just being cautious to make sure that um, to make sure that he comes out okay. I don't know. It was just it was interesting. Uh, or maybe he likes the intrigue of the quarterback situation. I don't know. I really don't want to go through this again because it was very annoying last week. So I'd prefer he just announce it. But mm. unfortunately, this is not always about me. Is it? <laughs> Pelissero said something like that earlier last week when we talked <laughs> to him. The because after you see how Goff played, he was inaccurate for sure. He was inaccurate for sure. Balls were for missing, sure. not normal. But he was under center. He was taking snaps under center. He was handing the ball off. He threw some big time balls whenever he had to. It made you wonder why you didn't put him in to start to begin. Like that was that was literally. I think I asked that on Twitter. I was like, he's done everything that you would. He would have to. It wasn't like they just got in there, shotgun, handoff, and then like little screens or anything like that. Like they were going for it. So I'm, I'm intrigued by that. What the hell is going on over there in LA? And McVeigh said he made the decision early in the week. So it's not like he even waited to see how Goff was, how he threw. Like, oh. hey, we're going to give him every chance to play. It wasn't like that. He I made mean, the decision the early in the week. It's going to be. John Wolford. Um, and is there trouble on the like golf course? Whoa. Mm, dude. <laughs> wow. Is there trouble on the Let me see this way. Oh, mate, I can't do anything yeah. big because I broke a TV last time, but there's just a little chipper oh. there, pal. And then you see All that. Right, I can see that. I you know I can play yeah. with what I just did right there. In the hole. 
Um, Ian, can't take it. You got one, Connor? Yeah, yeah, I got yeah. one. Rap sheet. Uh, did Matt Nagy do enough to save his job, or is, uh, is Chicago going to clean house as well? Get him out. I uh, have not heard that he is in trouble like that. Wow. Uh, I'm sure there's some conversations today. Uh, and I would say uh, I'm not going to – you know, I was told Doug Peterson is – almost certainly back and then things went crazy and now he's not back like everyone else. I mean, I think that was widely reported. So I'm not going to say that with this one. I would say I have not heard that he is in trouble. Hey, what's the, what's the executive's thoughts around the NFL about the Steelers and Juju and everything like that going on with the Browns is the bronze and then the dancing on the shield or on the logo and everything like that. I love it personally. I'm a big fan mm-hmm. of all the competitive jousting going on, whether it's verbal or physical. I'm a big fan of it. It seems five of the last five of the six games on super wildcard weekend had some sort of rivalry storyline into it i love it is there any conversation from the nfl and whether they're going to try to you know pipe down on some of these things i haven't heard any conversation i kind of like it too i love i mean like if you know you can definitely get offended if someone stomps on your logo i mean i guess but it's also like there's a great way to get people to stop stomping on your logo, oh. and that would be don't throw it to Marcus Peters with the game on the line. Hey, I mean, you don't want us dancing. I think everyone score. in the world who knows anything about Marcus Peters knows that when he catches that ball, he is going to do everything he can to rub it in your face. And I was, I was surprised that that was all he did. Marcus Peters is a he's a national treasure, and I look forward to watching him this weekend. What news is breaking next? Urban Meyer to Jacksonville. Uh, we got seven coaching hires to, to go. Uh, the Eagles just announced it officially. Um, seven coaching hires to go. I think five GM hires or six. I don't know. Um, it's going to be a lot of things. Just get me through past the Super Bowl. Let's go. Hey, you're going to get us through the Super Bowl. We appreciate you. Right. At Rap Sheet, I believe, on the Twitter. The man who's going to break the Urban Meyer to Jacksonville Jaguar news <laughs> here in the next few minutes or tomorrow at the press conference. Ladies and gentlemen, Ian Rappaport. Thank yeah. you, Ian. Thanks, guys. Seven NFL games left this season. A season that we never thought would make it to this point has. Mm-hmm. Now we got to start thinking about the other side. Ooh. We got to start thinking about not taking these games for granted. What? Yeah, I know. Maybe if you're watching the CBS broadcast and the Superdome wasn't the Superdome, which is normally very rowdy, and the Saints and Bears game kind of stunk. Oh, yeah. Kind of. You're potentially bored or whatever. But we got to remember. This is NFL football still. Yeah. 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 And if you chose to stay on the CBS broadcast and, and thought to yourself numerous times, this game stinks, you were wrong. You should have bounced on over to Nickelodeon. Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm the first one to say, okay? Wasn't a big – I wasn't a part of Nick Nation growing up, all right? Mm-hmm. I did watch that one where they did slime the losers, Double Dare. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I have seen a couple shows over there, but I wasn't all in. So a lot of the references during the game yesterday, I did not fully understand. But I enjoyed what was going on over there. The graphics, the fun, the, enter- the enjoyment of football was happening over there. And there was one person that as soon as he came on the screen, absolutely lit it up. Yep. Electric stole the show. As soon as he popped on the screen, I actually tweeted, Lex Lumpkin's crushing right now. Little did I know, Lex Lumpkin from Indianapolis, Indiana, Whoa. big Colts fan, what? makes a lot of sense why that dude is the superstar that he is on television. Ladies and gentlemen, from 
all that on Nickelodeon and Unfiltered, which I've learned both shows on the uh, Nickelodeon, one scripted, one a game show where he's a panelist. That's why he's so damn good on a microphone while covering a game. 14-year-old Lex Lumpkin. I really appreciate it. Hey, Lex, <laughs> you absolutely crushed it yesterday, pal. Did you hey. Did you know you were going to kill it? You knew it, huh? Hey, you know what? You know, I kind of had a feeling, but, you know, I was, I was just ready to go out there and have a lot of fun, you know, doing what I love doing, you know, being out there on the live, talking to the people up in the studio and having fun with you guys. Okay, so you were so impressive because of how young you are and how poised you were. No, no problem. It's awesome, man. When I was your age, they would have never allowed me on live television. I promise you that. So the fact that you're able just to dial it in and be so good on air is unbelievable at the age of 14. Just compliment your first year. Now, leading into that, was there a lot of Zoom calls? Was there production meetings? What was, was it treated as if this was like a, because a, it was a massive success, but was it treated like it was a massive event with the production and everything? I mean, we, we tried to keep it fairly small with, you know, the whole quarantine and everything. We wanted to keep a small cast so that there wasn't as big of a chance to spread it or for anyone to get it. But, you know, it, it was it was treated pretty big. We had some big names, Noah and Nate on there. And, you know, Gabby and I, we were really uh, appreciated, appreciative to be a part of it. But, yeah, there were a few Zoom calls to, you know, get us into it and tell us what we were going to be doing. But most of all, they just sent us, uh, like, different points and let us know what we were supposed to be doing. So, yeah, it was treated pretty big. Well, you crushed it. Uh, afterwards, did you guys have a meeting where you guys all got on your Zooms from six feet away from each other? Mm -hmm. And did you guys all say, hey, we just killed it out there? It was – everybody was watching, man. I never watched Nickelodeon. I, that's wrong. But guys who are members of Nick Nation watch oh, yeah. it. I mean, everybody was watching that thing, Lex. It was awesome. Did you guys take a moment afterwards and kind of uh, celebrate a little bit? It was more like a shockwave of emails that happened. You know, we, we didn't really get on a Zoom call. We all just went home and went to sleep and then woke up with our phones full of messages and Instagram full of DMs. But, you know, it was kind of that shocking moment of, you know, we're trying something new. We're trying to change the way that we, we watch football. And, you know, this has never really happened before. So it was really kind of a test. And we never did. We didn't know how it was going to turn out, but it turned out for the best. Did your friends your age say they loved it? <laughs> yeah, I actually had a friend who, who texted me um, before. He said, hey, good luck, man. This looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. And go Bears. <laughs> oh. Hey, your friend's team stinks. Not, it's not your friend's fault. Not your friend's fault, okay? No, no, no. He's a big Chicago fan. Yeah, that team stinks. <laughs> that team, it was tough. Uh, you guys made the game entertaining there the thought the th it was it was awesome but i don't know any humans your age okay so i don't I, so i think the goal of this thing was like hey we're going to try to introduce an entire generation of people to nfl football from your Definitely. from your like kind of standpoint I, while i was watching i saw some people on the internet who were like 25 and 30 they're like bashing it or whatever it's like i don't you had to have known that that was not for you like right. hey, you know what i mean so, yeah. do, do you think do you think that it worked? And do you guys have a plan to continue to do this? Like, have you have they told you, like, maybe we'll continue to do this moving forward? Because, I mean, it, it seemed awesome, but I am not the demographic that they were trying to target, if that makes sense. Lex. Definitely, definitely. I think, I think looking at how well it did, 
they were they were thinking about doing another one okay. because uh, it, it it did pretty well and a lot of people actually enjoyed it you know the energy and the flow and all of the nickelodeon they could the nickified elements that they added to it <laughs> and, you know yeah they, they were definitely thinking about doing another one or seeing what they can uh figure out really quick but you know you never know just stay tuned you guys hey i saw you playing quarterback there at what age did you decide yeah yeah at, yes, what, at what age did you decide that you were gonna go into acting or entertainment as opposed to a probable professional sports uh uh, uh guy Ma, uh, lane Jeez. well you know indiana is, yeah. is a pretty big sports state you know huge in basketball pretty big in football Whoa. and you know i always grew up wanting to play uh, sports. I, I, I had huge dreams. I wanted to go to the NFL and NBA. But another thing that was really deep inside me is I, I had always been a performer. Um, even when, you know, I was in the end zone doing my little Ray Lewis dance, you know, <laughs> whenever I tackle somebody, you know, I would slide. Yeah, I got to do it. In all my life, I had been playing sports and at the same time begging my parents to put me in movies and TV shows and commercials and all of that. So I just, uh, one day, my dad was like, you know what? Let's just put them in this theater camp, the Indiana Repertory Theater downtown. It's a week long and it should suffice for now. But it did it. (laughs) They called me a month later. No, no, no. And they asked me to audition for Stuart Little in the play of Stuart Little. And I booked it. And from there on, that's kind of where my career took off. And I, I still, I still play with sports. Like my brother, he's a big sports player. He's like six, four, at sixteen years old. Oh, so he's, so he's definitely still playing sports. But you know, I, I go train with him sometimes. Hey, that's incredible! Congratulations, by the way. I'm not sure Thanks. Indianapolis is just creating legends on Nickelodeon every single day. So congrats to you. I have performed at the IRT as well for a fundraiser down there. Great, great theater. A lot of shows come through there. Happy you crushed it. Uh, boys, do you have any questions for Lex? I, Ty, Ty, please. I do. Lex, I just want to know, what's the uh, environment like on all that? Because that used to be, like, one of my favorite shows growing up. Like, is oh. being on SNL, like, because I, I guess that's kind of what it's like. Is, like, that uh, one of your ultimate career goals? Uh, yes. Um, being on SNL is definitely a career of mine. It's kind of like Let's the next go. step up. Because, yeah, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, as much fun that it looks like we have on TV, we're having even more fun backstage you know even more fun behind the scenes and even um interacting with the fans when they come to watch and it's just a a sketch show (laughs) especially over at nickelodeon hey all that's a sketch show yeah Uh Yeah, it is let's go oh i didn't know it's like like kids snl Okay, all right, yeah, we do sketches and impressions. Oh, that's why that was happening. Okay. Because there was a lot of impressions happening yesterday, Lex. And I was like, what the hell is going on? And they're like, that's what that, I did not know that. Oh, Lex, you're like a soup. Lex is a stud, huh? Oh, yeah. Superstar. Hey, no, I appreciate it, y'all. Hey, hey, no problem, Lex. Zito, what do you got? Uh, Hey, Lex, were you able to track down Mitch and give him the MVP trophy? Um, no, I wasn't. They they headed straight into the locker room. Um, That's a shame. But, you know, I was able to get an interview with one of the players. And we tried to slime the coach, 
but you know they just wouldn't come out. It's I don't blame them though. I don't blame them. Should fire him. Yeah. Hey, they they did get him afterwards. I don't know if you saw it. It got on his shoes. They I, did. I can't. Yeah, they did. It's on the internet. You'll you'll see it. The um. I, I, yeah, we're gonna look at it tonight because I, I wasn't able to catch it. I can't believe Cameron Jordan didn't. Yeah. I can't believe that didn't happen. I was a little bummed. Yeah. It was close. And we almost got it. We almost got it. <laughs> you should have seen you should have seen the producers at the NFL. They were like, no, 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 no. We gotta get it. We gotta get it. <laughs> it was funny. It was funny though. It was funny. Hey Lex, great job. Thanks for repping Indy in the way that you do. Can't wait to see you on SNL. Uh keep it going, Lex. Appreciate you, man. Ain't no problem, man. As always, not down. <laughs> Lex something like that. <laughs> It's 14, dude. Yeah. Awesome. Sounds like a 45-year-old. Yeah, it's charismatic. That is unbelievable. Hell of an impression, too. Yeah. I heard that Denzel, they did uh, Cardi B, Denzel, Jay-Z. Uh, that was uh, Nate Burleson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm saying the amount of impressions that were <laughs> oh, done yeah. last night. There was uh, Beyonce. Beyonce was Ooh. done. There was, uh, yeah. There was a lot of, I was, by the way, I was entertained because the game stunk. And yeah. then I'm, I actually, you hear me listening, go, oh, what the fuck's going on? And then, uh, okay. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Heard it. All right. We're sneaking it. Okay. Yeah. That's what it would be, though. In the Absolutely. I'm, ha- I'm happy to see how it worked, though. Hopefully, it did just create massive success well, for the NFL. No matter what, too. At least they're expanding it, right? At least they're trying new stuff. Yeah. At know? least the old whites are saying, you know what? It's over the doors. <laughs> Let's open the doors. Let's open the doors. Hey, listen, they say you got to crawl before you walk, but we might as well start smudging along. We should. Go ahead and move a little Slimy bit. Slimy path. <laughs> they opened it up. Careful, yeah. slippy. I can't oh. believe you guys were like, yeah. I, last night is when I learned being slime was something that was good. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, like, it's, still, it's still bad. That's what I think, too. It's for losers. I agree, Zeus. Yes. That's interesting. Because you guys are all about getting slimed. Well, right here, right? Like, not any average Joe Schmo isn't exactly, getting slimed. Yeah, like, you exactly. can't just go there and be like, hey, fuck, slime me. Like, I mean, it doesn't work <laughs> yeah, like that. You need to do it. He's right. Yeah, but it is. Because Diggs told us a story earlier where he literally, <laughs> he literally went to University He's lying. where he said, stand here, slime me. That's literally the exact story he told. I think he might have been fibbing a bit. I don't know. He goes he goes one step further, he goes, and then you walk down and they go, Oh, you got slime, where'd you get it? He goes, to some other <laughs> that was some that other was person that's a nobody. He goes, fucking right down there. There's a slime line right there. That debunks everything you're saying. Uh, that debunks everything you're saying. Uh, Diggs, as a seven-year-old, had to stand on an X and just get vanilla pudding on his face. I wasn't allowed. I wasn't allowed. I just got a new Mickey shirt. My dad wasn't gonna let that thing go down the drain. <laughs> Let's go to Travis in Ohio. Travis, my, my save the show, Travis. My dog. It's for Nickelodeon. <laughs> oh. Pray for Daniel. Wasn't that the, the Zoom call? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That poor guy? Yeah, I know. He got screwed. <laughs> he got screwed. He did. No, he shouldn't have been doing that. Yeah. Shouldn't have been doing that on that call. No. He was also the host, I think. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Daniel. Rally of the troops. Was that his name, Daniel? I think so, yeah. He got a little that bored. That had to be fake, right? Uh, I don't think so. I hope not. I don't think that was fake. <laughs> For those that don't know what we're referring to is a Zoom call gone wrong where the Zoom host of, it appears to be nine people, I believe. It's a nine box that you see. He's the top left corner and... He thinks he has his camera off and muted, I believe, and he's mm-hmm. he's he has 
he has minimized that Zoom box on his computer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he has maximized uh, some other clips to himself. Mm-hmm. And he was looking out, even went and got the Jergens. Yeah, he oh, yeah. yeah. lined right towards it. <laughs> slaughtering and slaughtering. Whoa. Let's go to Eddie in Colorado. What's going on, Eddie? Hey, que paso, Pat and the boys. Hey, que paso, uh, man. Hey, come on. that means what's up, Z? Oh, yeah. That's que paso, uh, dude. Happy overreaction Monday, even though I'm sad about last Passat, night. Uh, Big Ben doesn't beat no more, but he gets beat. You know what I mean? Oh! 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 Holy shit! A little overreaction, dude. <laughs> Calm down, Tony. Let's go to Cameron in Washington. What's going on, Cameron? Hey, man. What's up, bro? You know, just hanging out. Are you Washington, uh, D.C. or Washington, the state, Cameron? Fuck no. I'm up here on Woodby Island. Shut okay, up. so is that so. in D.C. or is that in New York? <laughs> <laughs> Can't go any further. That was a good call. <laughs> Cameron, that was a great call. I appreciate it. Let's go to White in South Carolina. What's going on, White? Where is that, by the way? Who knows? No, no say Digby Island? <laughs> I have no idea what he said there. What a <laughs> very cultured show here. Wyatt, what do you want to talk about, dude? Can Trevor Lawrence. Save my sorry ass Jags this year. Oh, that's an interesting mm. question. What about Urban Meyer, dude? I heard Urban Meyer and Shad Khan have had many conversations on his boat. We know Urban Meyer likes to get down on boats. He is a man that likes getting out on the water, mm-hmm. letting loose, and having a good time, maybe some good conversation. I've seen Shad Khan's yacht before. Uh, they did a special on him. I forget if it was on NFL Network or NFL Films put it out digitally. Uh, it was a morning where his soccer team over in England had a game, and his yacht was parked in one of the rivers there. He did uh, yoga in his yoga studio, meditation studio, in the bottom of the yacht. Then mm-hmm. he Jeez. came all the way to the top, wa- walked the deck on one particular shot. Nice. You know, it mm-hmm. was a his yacht is unbelievable. Gorgeous. So if he's bringing Urban Meyer onto the yacht, by the way, you know what he's trying to do. Uh huh. Oh yeah. He's oh, yeah. take a shirt off. Come on. He's caught him almost in a goddamn boat. Look around for Urban. a fishing yeah. metaphor. There, he is trying to get. You see this? I'll give you a fucking boat, dude. Come on. Look. I have so much money. Yeah. You don't care. You see all those cars out there? They got bumpers, don't they? Yep. You think they're going to have those forever? Yep. You know what I do? Fucking made them. Yeah. <laughs> Just made them. Only problem is I'm going to control the team, Urban. Okay? I, I'm going to be telling you I who's who. I draft picks. Listen, yeah. I will tell you. You can make the picks, but they're going to have to be okay by me. Yeah. <laughs> is there any thought that if Fields wins tonight and wins the natty, he goes one? Or is it just it's clear-cut Trevor? Hey, you know, very interesting. Uh, I would say nothing has changed on the Trevor Lawrence is a lock for the number one pick train. Yeah. Uh, but maybe, maybe it'll change everything. Who knows how he's going to play tonight? Maybe it's a Joe Burrow-like night all of a sudden Ooh. in one evening, two evenings after his Clemson game mm-hmm. in National Championship, where it's a Joe Burrow spectacle for all you need is one general manager. And if it's Shada Khan or Urban Meyer, I mean, there is uh, maybe that's the move. But I feel like Trevor Lawrence is going to the Jacksonville Jaguars. The entire country laughed at the New York Jets fan base, and the New York Jets fan base all, uh, all cried whenever it happened that they weren't <laughs> going to get him. So I think we're still in that situation. But – that chatter will heat up around mm-hmm. draft time. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And we have to remember not to fall for that bait. Because every single year, what do we do? We fall for that bait. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we're going we're gonna to clip this, and we're going to go back to this whenever we're starting to talk about Trevor Lawrence not going number one mm-hmm. because Trevor Lawrence chose not to throw at his pro day or oh. something. Oh. Trevor Lawrence once uh, didn't get – uh, avocado on his something like there, there'll be some uh, no. bullshit thing that'll pop up and be you know some some NFL executives are worried about 
insert this here. Mm-hmm. No, he couldn't follow the rules. You know, he did, in fact, con- contract the virus throughout the season. And while he was suspended, the COVID thing suspension, he was on the sideline talking to somebody. Mm-hmm. Without. Pulling his mask. That's mask. Can't he? Will he be a good teammate? Is he, undis- is he undisciplined? It worries me. People will say that. <laughs> and we have to remember that people will say that. And we can't allow anybody in this room to say that. No way. Say can't do it. Don't do it. Although I do think that's something to think about if you're in a front office that Trevor Lawrence could not follow <laughs> See, those rules. that's oh, what we're talking about. Exactly. Can't have it. Just Won't have it. About. Just something to think about. Can't do it. it. Might be an attitude problem. Let's go to Nicholas Diner in Florida. What's going on, Nicholas? Hey, what's up, Pat? Hey, hanging out. How are you, pal? I'm good. I'm good. I have a question I want your opinion on. Mm-hmm. Uh, I look at Drew Brees and Thanks Aaron Rodgers' career, and they're kind of similar. Hello? Yeah, yeah, I can hear you. Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, uh, you say they're similar? Yeah, I look at it, and it's kind of similar, and they both each only have one Super Bowl run. Who do you think needs the second Super Bowl more for their career, Breeze or Rodgers? Breeze would. Rodgers is on top of the world. He's only climbing at this moment. He's already been the greatest at what he does, and he's only getting more popular and bigger at this point. Drew Breeze had his run of popularity there where he was the face of the NFL for a long time, and I'm not saying he 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 wasn't that. I mean, he was. Drew Breeze was everything. There was celebrations in the middle of Monday Night Football games where they stopped the entire game to give him a round of applause. Oh, I mean, yeah. that, that happened, and, and the commentators were clapping for him yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, that has happened. Aaron has been this kind of mystique for so long. Nobody, an enigma, if you will, Ooh. where there's a, and then now he's just getting. So I feel like Aaron Rodgers probably, probably Drew Brees would probably need another Super Bowl if it's going to come down to Drew Brees or Aaron Rodgers. I think everybody on earth is picking Aaron Rodgers. Looks yeah. like Rodgers has got a lot more in the tank left than yeah. Brees does. By well. the way, Drew gave it a hell of a go. Oh yeah, long time for sure. That tastes a male running game. You know, when he gets going, he gets going. It's awesome. Kamara's unbelievable. Did he draw them offsides two times on third and short, I think? Yeah. I'm pretty sure he did. <laughs> Good cadence. Well, how, how about I go? Hey, you got to get down in there. Yeah. And Chicago did jump off. They did. Twice. Two times. Yeah, yeah. And on a special teams play, I think. Yep. Undisciplined yeah. football. Brutal. Yeah, what was Eddie Jackson? How about that ass? Both to become first time. That asshole Drew Brees. We were getting in. We were getting in. Yeah, he didn't get in, though. He did so. not. When he did the jump thing? Yeah, yeah. I was got tough. stuffed. I was tough. They got him on the next play, though. They Let's did. go to Chris oh, in Oregon. What's going on, Chris, up there in Oregon? How you doing, pal? Pat, how's it going? Hey, not too shabby, man. How's it in Oregon? Oh, it's fucking wet and cold. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sounds a lot like Indy, pal. Just you know, a couple thousand miles hey, apart. Uh, I think it's time we just rebuild the Steelers, man. We got to get out of here. <laughs> no. No. That's an interesting take because I feel like a lot of Pittsburghers feel that way. He's in Oregon, feels the same exact way. Interesting um, that the Steelers are potentially staring down a very different team, but everybody in Pittsburgh potentially wants that or maybe is leaning towards that. And there's no way the Steelers do it. No, no. There's no way the Steelers do it. The Steelers are a model of consistency. It is. Mark Madden alluded to this in the first hour. He said, after Chuck, we didn't think, blah, blah, blah. After Bill, we didn't think, blah, blah, blah. The Steelers are good at hiring head coaches. And they have been for sure, but they haven't had to do it much. So this is just like the analytics thing. Like 100% of their hires have been great head coaches and had a lot of success. But you're only judging that off of a sample size that is very, very small. You look over at the Browns, they've hired, what, 70 to 80 coaches. Yeah. Okay? I mean, they're, they're taking a lot of hacks mm-hmm. over there firing coaches and bringing other people. Finally hit, too. Yeah, they, Stefanski. Yeah. Well, winning games from a catch. Is 
Oh, we're, we're giving Stefanski credit for yesterday. Or? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I got mixed feelings on the rebuild as a Steelers fan, but I love that guy's analogy. Like, oh, this party stinks now. We got to get the hell out of here. <laughs> 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 way too long. Every week I got to watch this team. <laughs> Randy Fickner's over there with that ninja mask on weird. <laughs> He's awesome, dude. <laughs> that guy doesn't give a damn. <laughs> Proud of him. What do you do? You think Ben's done? He said if they asked me to come back. You know, he said it publicly, so that kind of puts kind of puts the Steelers. This, <laughs> right. is, yeah. this is the Steelers' fault now if he doesn't come back. Yeah, yeah, Ben's coming back. You, you want him to come back? I want Ben to come back, yeah. I don't want to see what the alternative is. Really? Well, really? For a Maybe goodbye really. tour. What about, like, Deshaun Watson, dude? Huh? The Steelers well, are known for doing that type of move. Yeah, sure. Sure. <laughs> Maybe trade T.J. Watt down there. Oh. A couple draft picks for Deshaun. Trubisky. Easy. Bring him in. Could happen. I think Deshaun Watson, by the way, how does that end? How does the Casario Deshaun Watson thing end? Because it's not about Casario. Deshaun Watson's people have made it very obvious per sources uh, to ESPN, Schefter, and Mortensen. It's not Casario. Like we, we probably think Casario is an okay guy or whatever, but uh, we we got a big problem with the uh, the person running the show here, and, and we don't want to be here anymore. I know we signed a hundred fifty six million dollar deal, but hmm, forget about that. We don't want to be here no more. Gumpy, what do you got? The damage is done, my friend. I'll get him out of town. Get him to Miami, you're saying. Send him over, boys. If you're Casario and you're staring at your options in Houston with what Billy O'Stooge has done to that draft capital, salary cap, building, the whole thing, getting Tua, the number three pick back, the number 18 pick, and the number 35 pick, I mean, that's a hell of a way to start rebuilding your entire franchise. And at yeah. three, even with Tua, you got a lot of – I mean, there's a lot of – move. you can – you there's a good – there's some good players potential oh, yeah. really out there. Then you get draft capital back. You get the contract off your books, right, because you got more money now with Deshaun. And it seems like Deshaun would be much happier there. Now, what you would be doing is trading away your best player in hopes that Tua or whoever you drafted three to potentially play quarterback um, – is going to be a quarterback that can win games for you. Tua won some games this year. Yeah. Massive question mark, though, on can he close? Because every time he gets close, Uh-oh. the bearded wonder from Harvard comes out. Mm-hmm. That's a big question mark, but Casario could do that. Well, and That could happen, and it sounds like Deshaun's people are definitely pushing for it. It's been reported that Casario really liked uh, Tua coming out. Really? And oh, yeah. if they do get that third pick, who's to say they couldn't then trade that to someone else, package it again, and get even more draft picks? Because they'll have three number ones here this year. Right. Wow. wow. Three number ones, quick way to move up the draft board. Mm-hmm. And probably not going 4-12 and 12 next year either. But they're going to have to need – I assume Miami will have to send a two over there as well. And Watson's yeah. only 25. Two is 22. Yeah, that's not that big of a difference. You want Deshaun down there in Miami? How could you not? Oh, my God. Oh, How could you not? Tell me one team in here besides Rodgers with the Packers who wouldn't want him. Hey, if the Colts, you know, in the division yeah. could put a package together. Ooh. Frank Reich said he wants Phil Rivers back next year. Nice. Interesting. Here we we'll go. I'll do you one better. If the Texans are able to land to it in that trade. You go ahead and you sign Ryan Fitzpatrick back to the Texans. You uh, recreate that combo. Oh, uh, we're bringing the tag team from uh, the 305 right over here to the H-Town. <laughs> tag them in. Tua, you know what it is. Third quarter, you're down. <laughs> Fitz, fourth quarter, you're up. Strap it up. 
throw your slider. Who? What did he? Mariano Rivera. Uh, what did he throw? Cutter. 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 Oh yeah. Still don't have a clue what that means. Did the guy throw a cutter against me? No, probably uh, not. I don't think so. I think he threw you a slider. That son of a bitch. A little backdoor slider. That thing really moved too. Oh yeah. Catching the outside corner, right on the black. I'll tell you what, that was an interesting moment in my life. When I played baseball, you can view that right now at youtube.com forward slash the Pat McAfee show. I played uh, for the first time ever in my life playing baseball in a professional baseball game. Mm-hmm. And uh, first time stepping in, didn't, I mean, I did batting practice beforehand, but I never, I've never seen a live pitch in my life. Step in against a guy that was drafted to the, I believe it was the Milwaukee Brewers. Okay. He's down in the Frontier League now at this mm-hmm. point. First pitch, fucking make contact. I do it. Almost run it out, get a single. Throwing mud, too. And then 91 or something, 92. (laughs) Then the second time I get in, and uh, the catcher, the pitcher, and the umpire decided to fuck with me. And uh, they told me about it, basically. And he threw me a curveball. I ain't never felt like less of an athlete than that moment. <laughs> when I tried to, I almost felt, I almost completely swung swelled. out of your shoes. Insane sport mm-hmm. over there. I was going to say you're batting righty, and it seemed that after yeah, the we, fact, yeah, figured we figured out you were actually out. a lefty. Yeah. That's how amateur of a baseball player was. Yeah. I didn't even know what side of the plate I was supposed to hit from. Yeah. My body's a lefty, which I would have never known, by the way, because I do righty everything else. Mm-hmm. Contact percentage, though. That didn't even matter. And on base percentage. How about that? Due to an error, though, so it doesn't really count. Mm. I got on, didn't no, yeah, it? No, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how you get there. I did a full body slide. Damn, you stole second base. Yeah, they took me out. I tried. <laughs> I wanted to so bad, dude. I can't believe they took me out whenever I got in. They, they were getting beat like 15 nothing too. They should just let you do whatever the hell you wanted. I think it was – well, I did want to get out earlier. I yeah. wanted like earlier in the game because I, I thought I broke my, my thumb. Yeah. Mm-hmm. First at bat, I broke my thumb. Mm-hmm. Got and, jammed. Yeah, I got jammed. So – I actually was throwing baseballs with my whole palm catapult <laughs> in between innings because my first at bat, I broke my thumb. So I was okay leaving earlier than I did. Mm-hmm. And then the coach actually told me one more at bat or whatever, and I was like, I guess. Fine. And by the way, it was the moment we were waiting for. <laughs> yeah. That's on YouTube right now. I stink at baseball. So sorry to interrupt, but I want to let you know that if you're not gambling with FanDuel, you're wrong. Okay, FanDuel Sportsbook is available in uh, seven states, I believe, at this point. Uh, six, seven, eight. You get it. If you're not gambling with FanDuel Sportsbook, though, you're completely wrong. And if we're not in your state yet, we are coming to your state. We have better odds. We have a much easier to use app. The convenience is next level. The people at FanDuel actually refund people when they shouldn't refund people, giving back hundreds of millions. And millions of dollars to their users. FanDuel Sportsbook is the best sports book going for a lot of reasons. Most of them, what I just said. Uh, we are very thankful for our partnership with FanDuel, obviously. You know, uh, there was a little bit of a miscommunication last week between myself and FanDuel. We worked that out. That's kind of how things operate whenever you're in a business relationship with each other. But even if we weren't in a business relationship with FanDuel, it'd be hard to say that we wouldn't use the FanDuel Sportsbook app. There are so many different ways to win. There's more things to bet on. Their boosts seem to always hit, which is just fucking themselves over time and time again. Uh, we love the hell out of FanDuel Sportsbook, and you will too. If you haven't used it yet, use it now. Also, there's fantasy on there, daily fantasy, and free-to-play games where you can win money. Shout out to FanDuel. Shout out to you. Let's get back to the show. Anyways, we weren't the only ones overreacting here today. No, 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 no. There was overreactions from all over the world. And ladies and gentlemen, it's really our only segment at this point. We're a big segment show. It's time for... I don't want to overreact. 
Jack. We just nailed that. Oh, yeah. Yes, we did. We nailed that, didn't we? Hey, we just nailed that right there. Big segment show. Hey, normally have to say, hey, let's do this particular segment (laughs) so that the boys in the back can find. Cue it up. All right, we got to find that up. That's when I start panicking. Yeah, because they're just playing catch back there, by the way. I'm just throwing things, and their jobs are to, okay, what is he, what do we think he's going to talk about next? And that's why, by the way, this show is much different than most. Mm-hmm. I've gotten a chance to work on some shows that are like that, and they have a lot of success, and I respect the hell out of them, but my brain just doesn't work like that. If I want to talk about something in the D block, or in the A block, that's supposed to be in the D block, because it's potentially relevant to something that's popping off in the A block, like, it's going to be hard not to just snag that bitch uh-huh. from the D block uh-huh. and go, guess what, bitch? You were four string, now you're a fucking starter. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's going to be, sometimes you want to do that. Mm-hmm. And the boys in the back just have to play catch up. We didn't even have to say it a couple times, even though we are kind of doing that now. <laughs> I just, I would like to make it uh, very well known that that was great work behind the glass. Ladies and gentlemen, it's our favorite segment for a reason. Let's get to some tweets. This one did not trend this morning. Ah. Hmm. A lot of shit was going on in the world, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. That's why hashtag watching PMS trending right now is pretty cool. <laughs> and we on. appreciate you all so much. Anyways, let's get to a couple of these. This is from Brian Keel at RBI BRI BK. RBI Bribka. RBI Bribka. This guy plays baseball. Right, RBI. That's what that the, RBI. Uh, run back this there. guy fucking brings. If somebody's, he's never leaving any ducks yeah. on the pond. Uh-huh. RBI. <laughs> Brian Keel is a guy that when he gets in the batter's box, they're fucking coming home, pal. Yep, mm-hmm. send them. Don't even worry about it. Nope. Power to the gaps. RBI. Brian Keel says hashtag Pat. I don't overreact, but I drove to Pittsburgh and jumped in the Allegheny River last night after the game. Obviously had to add Corvette, Corvette, too. And the video is of this man flipping off Heinz Field, wearing a Baker Mayfield jersey, shoeless. It is 33 degrees in the water. I don't know what it is outside of that. I will say from potential past experience, this does suck. Wow. Uh, He goes all the way in, halfway, kind of, falls, stumbles, dances, Corvette, Corvette, Drives out of Pittsburgh. It's a shame he didn't step on a broken icy light bottle. <laughs> oh, Let's go to the next one. <laughs> that guy hits RBIs, bro. Yeah. Oh, he also jumps on rivers. So, yeah, I fixed Ooh. that for him because, you know, he's that guy's committed to Cleveland Brown success. Yeah. yeah, happy for Cleveland. He wanted to dance on the logo mm-hmm. of the Pittsburgh Steelers, but couldn't do it, so he got in the dead body infested waters of Pittsburgh. <laughs> Next best thing. By the way, you go to Pittsburgh, you get on a boat. They say you're not allowed off the boat because you're not allowed in the water. Actually, happens for sa- safety reasons. Yeah, you're, you cannot get off this boat. By the way, oh well, we took the boat out to get in the water. Mm-hmm. Not here. Mm-hmm. You didn't do that here. No, no, no. Why is that? Well, we pulled a dead body out literally yesterday <laughs> from right, right there. And there's also a potential couple other shit popping off down here. Oh, so we can't swim. No, you stay on the fucking boat. Oh yeah. man, that's what they say. That guy was like, "Guess what?" Chris Ingram at Ingram underscore Chris hashtag Pat. I don't overreact, but. With Ohio State and Cleveland both playing teams with similar colors, Kansas City and Bama, does the state implode after getting dog-walked by said teams? Chris Ingram likes to see the world burn. Can we celebrate Cleveland for at least another couple hours before the Ohio State-Alabama game? I'll tell you what. Ohio State looked a lot better against Clemson than anybody could have imagined. Mm -hmm. 
They only played six games or whatever, and everybody's saying that's a reason why they didn't deserve to be in there, us included. We're like, well, how can you judge them versus anybody else? It feels like there's, you know, it takes some time to potentially build up your team. Yeah. Now, granted, it's been a long layoff since the last game or whatever, but this, this Ohio State team, I'm happy the Big Ten came back on their terrible decision, mm-hmm. decided to let the boys play, even though they had dumb rules and even though they had to go back on said dumb rules. Mm-hmm. I'm happy because that team, this might be the best Ohio State team that there's been in some some time here. Yeah. I think tonight's a potential game. Now, Sarkeesian's already on the way out. Okay, cool. Hook them, dude. <laughs> but that offense is very sophisticated. Okay? The Alabama offense is very sophisticated. How Ohio State's defense matches up against that will be the story of this entire thing. And I think that is what you have. Because Mac Jones has been damn near fucking unstoppable. His wide receiver won the Heisman. And there's three other weapons they have that have numerous yards. That offense has been unstoppable. Doesn't matter how Fields plays. He's going to play good, I hope. I hope he does. After that big game against Clemson when everybody said they couldn't play in big games, he dominated. If they can't stop Alabama, it's going to be a long night. Yeah, I, I don't, eight and a half seems like a lot of points for some reason. National I mean, championship. Yeah, That's a lot ex- of points. Exactly. But uh, that is why that FanDuel bet is so great because I think I may, I may double dip. I, I kind of like Ohio State, to be honest, tonight. Whoa. Really? Yeah, Nick, Nick Saban has never covered a national championship 0-4 against the spread. Boom! And Cleveland playing Kansas City. Kansas City has won, okay? They flip a switch on. Mm-hmm. What happens if you can't flip the switch on because Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunter just running out the clock? Yeah. Which is, by the way, how everybody says you beat the Chiefs. Everybody says you keep the ball out of the offense's hands. Then you watch games, and they have the ball for like 10 minutes, and they still win. So that's not even it. But I think it's a combination. If you can keep the ball out of Patrick Mahomes' hands in critical moments, okay, for instance, end of the game. Mm-hmm. If you can if you can end the game without him getting the ball back, you're in a good spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if you get the ball if you give him the ball back, you're fucked. Sorry. Mm-hmm. And that's just how it goes, pal. Hate to break it to you. That's just how it goes. So if you can run out the clock, four minute football, four minute offense where you're just basically trying to drain the clock out, and I think Chubb and Hunt can do that. They can ice a game at the mm-hmm. end of it. Yeah. That'll be interesting to see if they can do that. Yeah. That's love- potentially how you beat the Chiefs, even though we all believe the Chiefs are going to win. There is a setup, I feel like, for the Browns to get the upset here. It'd be great to say, like, hey, just get out to a lead and then run the ball, you'll be fine. But, I mean, you know, last year, 24 nothing, 17 nothing, whatever the hell it was. It doesn't even matter. It's one quarter and they're winning again. They're unbelievable over there. Snap of the finger. It is so cool to watch. What's that, Dix? I was just looking at the passing yards that the Browns defense has given up. Oh, man. Oh, 500 or something. Last <laughs> night, I mean, they're in prevent. I will give them that. They're in prevent. But 500 last night. Uh, 300 to Landry, 333 to the Jets, uh, 300 to the Giants, 385 to the Ravens, 431. Jesus. Oh, no, that's Tony Yards. That's on me. Oh, oh, so you didn't want to Tony. compliment Tony. Hey, they had a good Tony. game there. Just, just you see, this is analytics guy. Just yeah. hiding the numbers that don't benefit his his uh, idea or yeah. narrative. Yeah. That's, Gumpy's mic is muted. He's <laughs> screaming back here. It's the Chiefs, though, right? He's still, he's yeah. still gumpy. It's, unbelievable. Nuke got it's it. unbelievable that you're getting muted back there. What type of show is this? Mutant Canadians around here? Oh, Saban Nuke broke the mic. That's behind the glass, by the way. That's them back there. I'm going to let you know. That, yeah. that wasn't us. Uh, I don't know. No, no. Did Jay mute it? Really? Whoa. Yeah, Jay. That was dead batteries. Uh, uh, Duracell taking that son of a bitch down. 
What's another one, Foxy? This is from Alexander Johnson at AJ Johnson, 1996. Probably his birth year. Uh, a little 25-year-old guy, nice. potentially. Nice. Numbers say probably 24, but maybe 25, maybe an early Could, birthday. Yeah, never an early birthday. Hashtag Pat, I don't overreact, but is Taylor Heineke a better quarterback than Carson Wentz at this point? <laughs> One game, okay. One game, guy balled out. Hell of a game, though. Played incredible. Is that the norm for Taylor Heineke? We will find out at this point. Carson Wentz, I just think, with his – if Taylor Heineke had the bag next to Carson Wentz that he had – Okay, I'm in the same boat that I'm in with Carson Wentz, where it's like, come on, come on, don't need that on our salary cap. If we're going to do that, why not take somebody who's really good at the moment? But Carson Wentz's upside is still unbelievable. There's people in every city basically saying, we would like Carson Wentz as our core. Not every city. You get it. The cities that need quarterbacks saying, mm-hmm. would love Carson Wentz here. I just happen to think that his contract is one that, why, why, why we, why do we got to dance? Now, his upside is unbelievable. Okay, If he plays like he was in 2018 or 17 or whatever, unbelievable with Frank Reich, that's cool. But if Taylor Heineke had that thing, I don't think there would be the same conversation. But I, I'll tell you what, would you rather your team take a small-ass, tiny contract like Taylor Heineke, or would you rather pick up the, the $30 million in tow with Carson Wentz coming? That's an interesting question posed by our guy who's potentially 25, 24 years old, A.J. Johnson. Take small. the Heineken keg cans yeah. every day. Every single day. Build around the team. This is what we always talk about. Small contract for the quarterback, allow you to spend money everywhere else. Yeah, but right now, Kansas City Chiefs are around. They did a big contract, yeah. <laughs> but they uh, negotiated in a way that was unbelievable. Aaron Rodgers, he's quarterback still. And mm-hmm. he, by the way, he's been paid, and he's going to get paid again a lot of money. Mm-hmm. He's still unbelievable. Tom Brady's making 25 uh-huh. mil. I mean, Drew Brees making 25 mil. So there's a lot of money still being spent on quarterbacks. There's just some franchises that can't seem to get it right because they don't know how to negotiate the salary cap. Uh, to build a roster whenever you have to play or uh, pay the quarterback. What's that, Gumpy? Oh, I was just. Oh, I didn't oh he's back. Oh, hey, Paul. Hey, kings are kings, man. Quarterbacks are kings. Yeah, you got to pay them. By the way, I washed the crown. Pretty good. Well, the, 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 the uncle of the current queen. Oh, yeah. He just stepped down. Then there's a lot of stories about that guy. He's, he's the king oh, of England, just dirtbag. Didn't want to do well, that. Hey, that's what they have said, though. I, I, don't, I don't write the stories. I just read them. History has said <laughs> what you just said yeah. right there. You're 100% right. But are you? I don't know. Who I wrote the stories? Yeah, exactly. Who knows? What narrative are they painting, you know? Uh, we got to get to a break. We gotta, we gotta, that's not a good way to lead into this. <laughs> Let's do another one. Let's do another one. Uh, this is from Ian K. Hashtag Pat. I don't want to overreact, but worst, best weekend of football ever. I agree, yeah, by the way. Yeah. I uh, completely agree with him. And I thought this a couple times. Whenever we were in the middle of that uh, Saints-Bears game and watching Nickelodeon and, you know, whenever we would get entertained by the Nickelodeon but normally just kind of fell off, there was a couple times where I was like, kind of holding me hostage right now. Yeah. Okay, there's not enough time for me to really go do anything or do anything else. So I just went in the Oculus. <laughs> and I sharpened my uh, ping-pong sword. Oh, there you Ooh. go. Getting there. Hey, look out. I'm starting to play some real ping pong. But I thought to myself, three games Saturday, three games Sunday, really good idea. But if you happen to get a bad game, what are we doing? Now we got three, three and a half, four hours here where you're kind of stuck in the middle of what are you going to do? Still watch the game, obviously. Better than anything else that's about to happen for the next four months Mm -hmm. after these next seven games are played. Let's not get that (laughs) twisted at all. But it is the next weekend, two games and two games. I think this is going to be good. Mm -hmm. Like some people are upset that it isn't six games like it was this past weekend, which is obviously going to happen whenever you're in an elimination style tournament I think the two and two is going to be good I think it's going to be I'm pumped for this weekend maybe more than I was even pumped for super wild card weekend
Can't thank you enough for choosing to listen to this show. I know there's a lot of other options out there. Probably, not probably, definitely, you know, like better spoken, I yeah, assume. definitely. Thought, more thought out. Mm-hmm. Planned. That, for sure. But the fact that you listen to this show above those or alongside of those, we don't care. But the fact that you choose to listen to us, we are eternally grateful for it. Can't thank you enough. Hashtag end of pod squad. I believe Ty is either in the middle or done giving away money. Yep, still doing it. Still waiting on people to, you know, people don't always listen to the podcast on every day. So I want to keep it fair, you know. True, smart. Mm -hmm. Smart. We'll be back tomorrow with Aaron Rodgers Tuesday. Let's go ahead and go back to back with electric shows. Ty, please play independent music so these people know coming into tomorrow, it's going to be a great day. Cheers. Seven games left. Let's enjoy the hell out of them. Ty, please play some independent music.